say tomorrow morning, we get a phone call, and this guy's like, hey, this is Jamie. Yeah, wonder if you'd come on the show. Oh, fuck so yeah. I'd like to talk to you. What would be the first thing you did if you got that phone call? Would be that was the second that, thing I said. Yeah. That was the what second is. thing I said was LLC. I said a lawyer because I'm retained one because I don't know what I need it for yet. I don't have a contract yet, but it's coming yeah. down the pike. One of my biggest problems about the area that we live in is the single most, you know, the single biggest employer by far in the county is the federal government. Welcome to the south of the streets, coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat with everything going on in this nation. We need some information, and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation with real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause that's the just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rise from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, July 11th, 1.31 p.m., episode 89. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody, to the Salt the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. And the best part about the whole deal, it's all built from the ground up. For people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavors to bridge the gap between people of information. People and information. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Colin. I'm Donovan. <laughs> and today, we are joined, as per the usual, we didn't discuss this at all, by another very special guest, uh, our buddy John. Welcome to the welcome to the show, man. Thanks Thank for you, coming man. out. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you. Um, today we're going to be talking about all manner of things. We're going to be talking a little <coughs> COVID. You talk a little. There's been a lot of social unrest. We'll be touching on that. We'll be talking about <coughs> social media censorship. Wuhan. And, Wuhan. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. That's not funny. That'll work its way into the show too, though, and and so many other things. So so yeah, come down, hang out, shit, buckle up. It's going to be a ride. So right before we finished off oh, the pre-show, are you all right, man? Yeah, I'm good. I filled up your Superman cup. So Thank if you need you. superheroes, they can Thank help you out. Um, Justice League. Yeah, we had an extra long, delicious pre-show, so make sure to go and check that out if you haven't already. But Quality. Right before we finished up, we were going to start talking talking about some situation going on at an army base somewhere. Yes, but before you continue, you can find our the pre-shows are live on our Facebook at Salt of the Streets. You can find them afterwards along with the full episode videos on our YouTube at Salt of the Streets. We have our Instagram at Salt of the Streets. Me and Colin, I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He's a big bro off you on both of those things. It's at John Wheelis on all the shit. We're gonna tag him. He's private, so if you want to, you can you could try. But you can knock on the door. This guy's got high home. standards across the alley. So, um, a lot of the book boy accounts are private, by the way. I'm sus. Not really. I was gonna say I don't find that to be the case. Maybe it's just the ones Chad sends me. Every Maybe. post Chad sends me on Instagram from all these book boy accounts, they're all fucking private. When he sends them to me, I'm like, dude. You send me this post, and then I gotta wait like 24 hours to yeah. send this guy a request. <laughs> He's gotta see it, acknowledge me, and then I can see what you send me. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Big boys. My, uh, did I did I ever tell you that I got plates coming? Really? Yeah, I got a plate carrier and plates coming. Nice, really? Dude. What level kind? Four. Uh, they're level four plates. So ceramics or steels or what? Are you uh, ceramics. Nice. Um, but Jesus, what's Christ. the lifespan on them? Uh, they can. 
I don't know all the, st- the statistics. Pretty penny away on those, didn't uh, you? My brother got them for me for my birthday, Good. which is in... He must uh, fucking love like, you. He does. Jesus Come on now. Christ. I want one. He also is the one that introduced me to hunting. He Nice. I don't want to give him too many props because I don't want his ego to Fuck get you, stupid, Chad. But. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I love Chad. I had, he was he was good when he was on here. Oh. Yeah, you'd have fun with it. He's a, he's a fun yeah, dude. Yeah, no, Chad was a good guy. Yeah, I like that podcast. Yeah. That's a good episode. But yeah, I'm excited because i um, never had plates. I've seen the videos of these plates, though. They can take... I think they can take up to a 30 aughts or a 308 armor-piercing round nice. or something like that. But like one time or like three times? Or I don't know. That's okay. I got to get all the shit. I know they're level four, which is supposed to be pretty high up there. Yeah, yeah. Are you doing a lot of things with it and stuff? Or, you know, like... I'm going to, like, put it on and, like, jog around the, the yard, you he's know? He's going to have people kick you and stuff. With that's something gonna I would, be, if I had a bullet vest, I'd be like, someone has to kick me. Somebody has to do something. Someone Come at me, drop bro. kick me. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to shoot me. Have you seen people do that before, though? I remember... Actually, there was a story on, I think it was on Facebook or something, maybe a couple few years ago, about a couple that was all these, they got a 50 caliber Desert Eagle pistol. We just talked about this, like, not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, he held, like, a a dictionary or something like that. It's like, oh, won't do it, and then he blew himself away. But I do follow a lot of uh, guys on YouTube that'll basically shoot, like, through water jugs and right. through different shit. And there's a guy that, oh, it's an awesome video. I don't, I think you might have sent it to me. I don't remember. But on that video, actually, the one they just mentioned, didn't that guy die? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he died. You don't, there was, video. Shot, there was there was people there like they had family members there. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was that was an awful crazy. video. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. much like his little murder was in front of like his entire family because these people were. They're dumb. They're just dumb. They got they're a dumb. Desert Eagle, wasn't it? So and they dumb. had a dictionary, and they're like, hey, let's see if this gun can shoot so through the book. So fucking stupid. And of course, can through the book. Like, I could, I could tell book. you 5,000 other ways to do a cool video yeah, yeah. without putting yourself... Anyways, regardless, people are dumb. People but, need to educate themselves yeah. on firearms. Yeah, that's so what happens when you don't have a respect for what that tool really is. Especially yeah. a tool like that that is like... Oh man, so yeah. powerful! Yeah, Watching that that Second Amendment because uh, I don't think we pimped it on the show show, but uh, you suggested to me that I watch the Louderworth Crowder American Masterclass series that he has on his YouTube channel, and they are phenomenal. Yeah, um, pop you- quiz. I'm gonna put you on the spot, John. Actually, maybe I should put you on the spot because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't want to fuck with John. He's I like I like John too much. You know, I, I can fuck with you a little bit. Um, what are the five rights covered under the First Amendment of the oh, Constitution? Oh, Jesus. It's like the freedom of religion, the freedom of the press, free speech. Um, uh, the last two always fuck me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right to a peaceful assembly, right? And then um, well, the right to petition. My man. Fuck See, with me, my G. That's, that's why I got you. <laughs> I got about two of those. But yeah, that was one that was yeah. one of the first videos is on free speech and they, they talk about that a lot in the First Amendment. And then the Second Amendment though, that video It's great. Dude, where they talk about like what the founders and all them meant behind for a well organized militia or whatever number Whatever the specific wording is, I used to be a big Crowder fan until he kind of. I felt like because I'm I'm conservative and pretty open about that. A lot of people don't like that I'm conservative. Um, but uh, you know, welcome to the area. That's okay, and I'm okay with that. You know, um, I'm a cool people's beliefs. But I used to really like Crowder, but I kind of felt like he was kind of leaning too alt right. 
But yeah, right. for those videos and stuff, I really want like hearing you guys talk about it. It seems like you guys are pretty educated and learning about that stuff. Oh, I really want to dig into those like as soon as we're done here. That's, oh, they're like, one great. Of my, that's yeah. on the top of my priority list. But on that note, yeah. if you guys want to look into that, I just like a lot of people when they hear Crowder, they kind of turn the other way because he is yep. that like voice. He is kind right. of like sh- he is he is shadow banned from YouTube and oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking into educating yourself, I feel like that'd be a good way of doing it. Yeah, these, if, ones, these are good resources based on what you said during right. the pre-show. They're I feel great. like that is actually a yeah. you know a possible resource regardless super good. where you lean politically. Yeah, these ones in particular, he's still it's done in credit fashion. Like he's he's yeah. in like short shorts and stuff. He's dressed up, he's dressed up super gimmicky, but he's speaking to actual legitimate historians who have actual documents, historical documents oh, that are from the founding, from yeah. that era, and they will original blow your documents. Fucking mind. Um, yeah. So the the people that he's talking to know what they're talking about they're educated they are legitimate there is no need to doubt i did independent research this morning while watching those videos on that group on the individuals that he talks to to ensure that they're legitimate they're not just people who love history and whatever Mm -hmm. they i mean they have a collection of thousands of documents and artifacts that they have studied for decades and written books and they've testified in front of the supreme court and in front of congress and they help write laws they help argue supreme court cases these people are by all measures legitimate historical resources and regardless of the way that steven crowder chooses to portray himself in this video they are 100 percent legitimate educational pieces that i would show to my son oh yeah as soon as he's able to understand you know what's going on um, yeah, part but, of me wishes he would just drop some of the gimmicky comedy yes. stuff because it's yeah he, he wouldn't have such a hard time yeah, yeah he wouldn't have know. such a hard time if he's if he, he his ego kind of yeah. gets to the best of him too yes yeah. like yeah but, uh, so. yeah he does put out a lot of good information i do uh-huh. definitely like his um change my mind videos and stuff he Definitely yeah, does. Those are the best ones. Yeah, he does put up a good argument. Yeah. And, uh, so Second Amendment. What? How? Why? Why did why we break into that tangent? Um, we were gonna about we were gonna talk about the woman missing on the army base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just go there. Okay. Let's do that because we were gonna open with that. Vanessa. Vanessa. Guillen. Guillen. There we go. Or I would have said. Goulins. Let me look, look at me in the face. But yeah. Your wife is from another country. There's yeah. no reason that you can't pronounce these names. You're, you're that's, okay. so you got to help. Problem. Come on. She's, she's clapping. So, okay. <laughs> when, when I break it down, like, so this is my thought process when I see, like, like, Ghislaine Maxwell. Like, I want to know the origin behind the name because that tells me in which, how I'm supposed to pronounce it. If I would have, like, Vanessa, they could go a, a couple different ways. You, you can just, say Hispanic Vanessa. Yeah, you could say Probably Vanessa. Does. And then that would tell me how to, spe- how to you just, pronounce Latin. You just read in white. That's where you're. I, I tried to break it down in English in the manner of which I was taught. <laughs> No, because I grew up in New Mexico and everybody there has a Hispanic accent. And like when I go home, I, I realize that like where my ac- like because I don't have an accent anymore. But mm-hmm. whenever I talk to my friends back home, even my very oh, we'll Caucasian back. friends, they yeah. still have that Hispanic accent. Oh, yeah. So like 
when I talk to over talk to my friends over the phone, I like I hear that accent and it does come and go. Like when I do read things, I'm not too sure if it's Spanish or not. So right. Yeah, I, like, feel, I don't you know. know. I'm just giving you shit. That's my yeah. total that's my totally you. legitimate yeah. technicality to get yeah, me out of that. One. That is <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't, I don't like it, but I guess it's it gets it's fine. Um so So up until the show, I had no idea this was even a story. Yeah. Are you serious? The first there's a lot going on. Okay, there's a lot going give me on. this. I feel like okay, here. so maybe I feel like this one just was like huge, right? Because she was missing mm. for weeks, like weeks went by where the same people, you know, that are. I'm not even going to do that. There, I was seeing it consistently. This woman is still missing off of an army base, and no one knows what the fuck happened. And one of the people I saw it most consistently from is a friend that I have that just got out of the army. Oh, he just got out of the army like weeks ago, like in April. He got out of the army, right? And it's a very prominent fort and or base. His take you want to call it. on this was if she was a rifle. No one would have left until she was found. And she's a person who was missing off of a military base, and it seemed like no one gave a fuck. This guy who's been deployed, he's done he's done his time overseas. He is, like, that's his personal take on it. And I, there was an awful lot of people that he served with that seemed to agree with him. And I think that that's really, really dark. That there are people who, but should be are, no, it should not be news to anybody that's and, in the military, right? Unfortunately, and that's horrible. That's yeah. it's awful. There was no shortage of people down in the comments that were saying like, "Oh yeah, bro, if she was a scope, she wouldn't have gone anywhere." You know, if she was a pair of binoculars, oh, yeah. like no one would have gone no. anywhere. Like, and it's because that's fucked up. But, like, but even though you're in the military, the government doesn't technically own you. Right. It's just you have this weird. They kind of do, but they kind of don't. But it's a weird thing. But they own all that equipment. Oh, dude. And there's more to that. There's a also lot more. sexual harassment and stuff. Right. That goes right. Into with that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and so the, she was the she was active duty. I'm. From my understanding, on the base, she lived on the base. Oh wow! Is the story on there? Is there like a story we can? Yeah, this is from the Times. I believe this. Yeah, let's go ahead and read it. Uh, Vanessa's family had been informed that. So this is. It's from Time Magazine. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fuck up the name again. So I'm just gonna call her Vanessa's remains were found identified or have been identified. Here's what to know about the Fort Hood soldier. So Vanessa's family has been informed that she is dead after the Army identified human remains discovered last week as the missing soldier, her family lawyer said Sunday. So it's that, that implication tells me that we knew there was a missing soldier. We just Weeks. didn't know it was her. Yep. Weeks. Oh, wow. She was someday. missing. And we, yeah, she was missing for weeks, and they didn't know where she was. And then after weeks went by, they're like, oh, we found her body in the armory, someone bludgeoned her to death. Okay. Or, her or she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, that, I'm sorry, yes. They found evidence in the armory, right. So her case sparked national attention after she was allegedly murdered by a fellow soldier at Fort Hood in Texas in April. Yeah, yeah. So in April, wow. And then the dude yes. who killed her too committed suicide yeah. before justice could be served. Apparently then she, they, he dismembered him and, him and his girlfriend. Him and his girlfriend, right? And his girlfriend was who was actually married. Yes. Yeah. Right. So him and his girlfriend, who, who, was married, yeah. who was married, cut her up, tried to burn her, and then buried her in, like, multiple locations. And so then when her remains were found, they found evidence in the armory of 
her having been killed. You know, probably some blood splatters or yeah. something. I'm sure that they have, yeah. these fucking idiots didn't hide it very well, but, um, <laughs> they tried. Yeah. So yeah. she, so she was missing since April. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And before she, we left death here, was a hammer. Yeah. And before we left here, I think the mother now is just started, just spoke out against us and she wants Congress to take a look at it and like, Oh, make it fuck come yeah, out dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause it, right now it's just under military jurisdiction. So the military's handling all of this. She yeah. wants this to go up and above that. And absolutely, like, we need to get to the bottom of this. This is like, the command should have definitely taken charge of this before this got out of hand. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, this just doesn't kind of happen yeah. up and nowhere. Out and it's no. not like it's not like there is any shortage of investigative resources within the military. You Hard know, no. like, it's not Absolutely. like they couldn't figure this out. Like, they will find you. You yeah. know, 100%. They yeah. will fucking find you. If they can find them in a goddamn, you know, cave, they can find you buried in a hole not far from where you were actively serving in that very military. You know? They're telling you about the story that... The guy on the boat that I was on got locked up because he used to work at NASA and was like had this racket with some people where they were stealing shit from NASA, selling it. He was he was a, like a security guard at the time and selling it online and shit. And then joined the military, got on, and then they didn't even figure it out who it was until like he was in for two years. And they showed up really. One day. Yep, Fed showed up one day, fucking got him, and he went he went to jail, jail like. The kind where you make Prison. big rocks into little rocks, jail. Wow. Yeah. So, and that yeah. was like years after the fact. So they will fucking find somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just. I mean, there's there's questions that aren't answered yet, and we the yeah, public needs to find out. Well, unfortunately, the guy killed himself. You know, so yeah. there's like a whole side of that that we cannot know. I yeah. mean, obviously, there's information that can be derived from his girlfriend, his married girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, but you can only that's only going to provide you with so much, you yeah. know, at this point, um, all you're going to be able to do is get enough info to try to find closure. And, yeah, probably. and that command and, needs to be held accountable for that. Even. Oh, that's what I'm that command, and full justice yeah. cannot be served since half of the parties involved, you know, or part of the parties involved, because I believe that the command did not have obviously part in her murder, no, but in it not. taking this long, you know, and not being able to find out because it just happened when they're going to get him that he killed himself. Like he finds out that oh, they're going to come and get him and he kills himself. And I mean, in this time, this matter of weeks, I, I have a hard time believing there was no way of, you know, I will say for my some, recollection, at least the military has a really hard time with, uh, Domestic abuse, and it's very, very prevalent. And yeah. there's only so much you can do. It's it's hard to know that's going on, obviously. And then there's this weird subculture of pressure that it's it's a weird, weird situation. Me, so I almost wouldn't, I wouldn't fault the command morally for not knowing what's going on. But I'm also I understand how the system works, and they need to be held accountable Absolutely. because that was allowed That's to happen on their it. fucking watch. Let me throw Absolutely. this at you. My Aunt Jo, um, who died in the time that we were doing this podcast, mm -hmm. she was a domestic violence advocate on the Joint Base. Um, and the Joint Base, I believe, um, at the time had the highest rate of domestic violence of any military base. Would not surprise um, me. It, and it she yeah. met consistent resistance in her attempts to advocate for these women or these people who mm -hmm. were victims of, of domestic violence 
consistent oh, resistance. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's she had that's, a very very hard job yeah. when she was working there. I can't <clears> even <throat> imagine because it's. I mean, it's it's very complicated. Um, but much like how there's a lot of abuse in say law enforcement mm-hmm. in that industry, um, I think there are certain aspects of certain uh, industries, even like the industry of working in the military, that uh, are not exactly conducive to being. Uh, married and being basically in a healthy relationship with, with almost anybody at that point. Because yeah. Yeah. Most of the time you're not necessarily in a, a good relationship with yourself or the world mm-hmm. or much because you know, it's tough life, which it just, really is. That's the hard truth of it. Which yeah. Honestly, just, it really is. It's, it's hard to admit, but yeah. it, it's not, it's not easy having mm-hmm. a family in the military. No. And it's, you know, it's, it's a hard truth. I, I know plenty, a lot of my friends are active duty and stuff and they have families and it's a sacrifice, but like heroes do deserve families and stuff. As yeah. Well. And let's it's, just it's, be super so clear hard. for mm-hmm. a second, just for everyone listening. So as to protect ourselves, that, that in Absolutely. no way justifies, you know, those things happening because it's a oh. hard, position yeah. to be in just i i know what you mean but just because of the way the internet is, yeah yeah it in no way justifies those actions mm-hmm. but it helps to understand why those things happen but yeah. it does in in no way justifies those things taking place something i notice in the veteran community a lot of my friends are doing are like um that they feel like they're taking responsibility on her murder they're like hey we have failed you like we have failed mm-hmm. you because i do i do kind of as a veteran i feel like if i was on watch and something like that happened i do feel a sense of responsibility like right we oh, did yeah. fail her. the right. whole military did fail yep. her this did it's, that happens. It's, yeah. It happens. Every time somebody gets locked up for something stupid and gets drum rolled out, mm-hmm. everyone feels guilty because everybody on the unit goes, fuck, man, I could have, you know, we didn't, you know, maybe I could tell them we didn't have to go out that night or mm-hmm. yeah. whatever. Or Absolutely. There's so much. There, it's a very complicated lifestyle. Yeah. That most people And that's people why we have bystander intervention. And it's important. I, and that should be yeah. taken absolutely serious. And that's what I feel like this is going to come to. Like, yeah. Someone's going to speak out and be like, hey, this has been going on and mm-hmm. this, this. And it's, I, hopefully it'll get investigated and, you know, there yeah. will be. Yeah. Well, and I think that from what I understand, right, I've never been in the military, so I want your guys' opinion on this. But from what I understand, right, there is in a lot of ways in the military, just like in being a police officer, there's a brotherhood, you know, and if mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, if you go against that by reporting someone for something you've seen that you don't agree with, you know, there can be a lot of negative repercussions to that that are oh, a, a deterrent for a lot of people in reporting things like that. And we just saw earlier this week, there was a cop who was fired after he blew the whistle on two of his coworkers that choked a guy out in the back seat. right? Mm-hmm. We see, we see those things happen. Um, oh, and yeah. do you guys feel that to be the case in military i mean i don't know if you've experienced that but you know it's, it's weird i will say that it's hard to get to the bottom of justice like especially in the military i mean like we see just the most recent case of um the uh um who's that seal that just got released Ooh, eddie gallagher oh, eddie gallagher the eddie gallagher course that's a good good thing like someone yeah. they like he was being trialed for awful war crimes and stuff and all, everything went through and he's pretty much held in prison for like more than a year i think um, for crimes that he did not commit. And essentially the evidence came out and he didn't commit any of the crimes. And every, the, there's these other seals on this team that pretty much didn't like him, had a kind of a beef with him. And this man who isn't guilty of anything was put in prison unjustifully for well, like a few, like a good time span. Guilty. 
not guilty of anything or maybe not not so he wasn't much. guilty of what he was um um told that he was putting because we talked forward. about this yeah about and this. i and he had done some kind of fucked up shit yeah he took pictures but with, uh, with the body yeah so really at the end of the day what that that conversation comes down to is is it anything that anybody else wouldn't have done if they weren't in the same spot, well, and I, I have to, I would have to do more research because since we talked about it, I have not looked more into yeah. it. But I remember yeah. at the time, him, there was talk of him having taken that person's life that he took the picture with, and then he did an interview on sixty Minutes, and they talked about the knife that he had in that picture that he used to kill that kid. He didn't kill him. No, no, no. his no. friend came out. Like someone else came no, out and said that him. he had killed him. Yeah, that wasn't the case at all. So but that still knife with the pictures yeah. and things. That's why there was the conversation about whether or not he still lose his anchor or not. Yes, yeah. 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 And like like I said, I I would have to. Yeah. That's the last yeah. time I looked anything into it was was when I'm, we talked about it. And as we talk about it, now, that was before you even moved. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, okay, so that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. I have not looked any more into it since uh-huh. then. So. Yeah, I listened to him on the Mike Ritland podcast, the Mike Draw podcast, and that's what he was saying. And that knife that they brought up, actually, there was a point where um, someone said that he tried to auction off the murder weapon, and it was uh, the knife that they're auctioning off was a knife made by another former SEAL, um, Half Face Blades, and they're auctioning it off for um, the Navy SEAL Foundation. And one of the <laughs> SEALs that were saying like Eddie that that. Um, said was saying that that knife that they're trying to auction off is the knife that they used, the murder weapon. So they got hold of the knife, apparently, and there's like no traces of blood on there. There's no traces of blood on any of his equipment, and nothing mm-hmm. added up. Word. And apparently, this um, the seal that was trying to tell everyone that he did these crimes, apparently, like in court, forgot everything and went into like a weird panic and didn't remember anything. Mm. So that was that's what he said on that podcast, and I'm paraphrasing that. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. But based on what I remember, that's what essentially happened. Yeah, that's very interesting. But yeah, so yeah, and I yeah. certainly don't not believe you. I just wanted to make sure that I qualified that. That was the last time I looked into it was yeah, and that was like months ago. That was before they moved in here. I don't know when when you guys moved in here, but fucking forever ago. Yeah, um, it was like around the New Year ish. Yeah, so. At least six months. Um, so, yeah. No, I can't even. But <clears throat> it's it's a whole it's a whole different world, you know. And like I said, I, I've never been in the military. I'm, I've always been extremely interested, and I've read a lot of just military books, you know, uh, personal accounts and stuff like that, military history books. I find it extremely interesting, you know, documentaries, all that type of stuff. And it's from pretty much every account. You know, it's a completely different world. Yeah. It is. It, it is a it whole is. different world that exists – Within and next to and around the regular civilian life, you know, um, and Let's it's just put it this way: when you through a series of signing through signing a series of papers, you actually give up all of your inalienable rights, yeah, and sign up for a whole new set that is right. very fucking limited, much more Absolutely. limited. Yeah, it breeds yeah. an entire not just a different culture, but an entire different society within that. And it yeah. and it's a hundred percent. You're volunteering for that. Yeah, that's what you you're need like. To hey, I'm yeah. in. And so you're volunteering for basically a dictatorial rule, yeah. an authoritarian system, to to live under this. Everything you get is because Daddy tells you that you can have that right. or not, or Absolutely. you can live there, you can't live there. Everything. So it's a totally different, weird lifestyle. But I got this BBC article up here from Gallagher, and it's talking about, yeah, the, the multiple charges of him killing the boy with the knife and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. 
And I can't remember. Sean says it was fabricated, the account. Yeah, because there's another guy, I think, that came forward and essentially confessed to the, the knife killing. Said that he did it? Yeah. Not Eddie Gallagher? Yeah. I think I remember in the podcast he said he was actually trying to – don't quote me on this, but I think I remember he was saying he was trying to save him and because uh, mm-hmm. he was also a corpsman at the time, and he was also going to try to train someone else on how to do it, but it, it didn't look so good, and yeah. they were just trying to do the best that they could, and eventually they're like, hey, we can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, then the big thing was – took the picture. He took a picture of it. Yeah. That's, and then, that's really what it was. There yeah. we go. Now it's all starting to fall back together a little and bit. And so let's take a second on that, right? Yeah. We can f- just discuss it for a moment. And yeah. if, if that is the case, right, if it's just the fact that he took a picture with a with a dead body of – Dead a, kid. Of, of a Taliban fighter, right? Um, because that's that's the reality of the situation, right? It was, yeah. It was confirmed Taliban fighter. So if that is the case, right, then what we're really talking about is just like a questionable decision, right, mm-hmm. of whether or not – morally you think that's okay morally he thinks that's okay you know and because that was the discussion of the should you keep his trident or not right and certainly anchors earlier meant trident. certainly everyone is allowed to have their own opinion you know but whether or not your opinion holds serious weight you know depends on how well you understand being in that situation whether that's um someone like myself who knows a lot of people in the military discuss it or whether you've been in that situation i i don't know that you mm-hmm. know i i don't even think i have a slight understanding of what being in that situation is like first of all being in an active military zone in an active war zone second of all being a seal who is just repeatedly Putting their oh, life yeah. on the line to do things that they'll likely never, ever, ever be able to talk about. You just you know? constantly live in some of the shittiest places on earth while you're while people are trying to murder you. And it's the same type of thing that you were talking about with domestic violence. It's I don't I don't necessarily think that that's a great thing, and I don't think that what he has been through necessarily justifies that because I don't think that it's morally right. Mm-hmm. But I also understand how in that situation you could find yourself in that mindset where that's where you're at you know from it's the same deal from every single military vet i've ever spoken to especially ones that have done combat tours they have spoken extensively about how dark and twisted the military humor is how fucked up it is before simply for the way for them to deal with and cope with everything that they're experiencing you know um so Having that knowledge, like I said, I, I understand, but mm-hmm. do not condone that behavior. Kind of like uh, what I meant by when I was talking about the, the the base commander at Fort Hood. Right. I understand that at the end of the day, he's just a dude riding a desk, and he's probably looking towards retirement at this point. Or he's yeah. just trying to hold a command so we can get an advancement or something. Like, and I, no, yeah, he's just doing I can job, understand right. it, yeah. but it still doesn't excuse it at that yeah, point. Absolutely. I get it, but you still something up. Something someone is... Yeah. yeah, someone needs to be held yeah. accountable for yeah. these actions that have been taken. Yeah, and so we, just to bring it full circle, we started talking about Vanessa because you had asked about her at the end of the pre-show. Um, and I had said, like, I just hadn't really spoken about it because there was such limited information available. Yeah, yeah. it know. seems like it's pretty in the dark. Still. And that's part of the story is that it's been since April that she's been missing. And all we know is that she was murdered and tried to be burned and dismembered. That's all that we know. And allegedly sexually assaulted. And allegedly yeah. sexually yeah. assaulted, right. So probably. Um we likely, At yeah. Which point. which certainly would, like you said, play into 
her having gone missing for an extended period of time and Absolutely. no one really giving a shit. I mean, yeah. that's... Adultery in the military is illegal. It's crime, crime, it's, crime, it crime. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people get kicked out for that. You will get hemmed up and then kicked out. That is a yep. real thing, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That shit's real. You know, that, that's one of those rights that you were talking about. And when you're not in the military, you can cheat on your wife if you want to. It's still not cool, you know, yeah. obviously not, not morally, in the cage. morally reprehensible, right? But yeah. you won't go to jail for it. You might lose a bunch of money if your wife divorces you, takes all your oh, shit. Yeah. But, you know, no, no, adultery in the military? Adultery no, I'm military. saying it's not like when you're in the military. Oh, yeah, when you're yeah. when you're a civilian. My it's, bad. I it's thought you said like, like when you're in the military. I was no. like, no, no, you'll. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I mean. Is it's not yeah. like that. That's like true, when yeah. you're in the military. Yeah, yeah if you you're in the military, go to that big boy jail, make big rocks into little rocks. If you do that, right? I've seen it happen more than once. And on top of that, the military in general, and I'm sure it's. I'm not just picking on that that I want to say industry, but that group of society, right? Has a, but they have a severe problem with sexual assault and always have yeah ever since the implementation of women into the military and stuff like that it's it's always been a thing yeah yeah and so that's you, it's just it's a lot going on there we need to start looking for solutions i feel like with yes. like there's a conversation needs to be had commands you need to start finding solutions and finding oh, yeah. ways to like I mean, even when i was in this we had yeah. training on that once yeah. every six months the mandatory sapper, the sapper training and that's good yep. I feel like it needs to be put out there it and is stuff. and that's the but, kind of movement we're moving in the right direction yeah and we you know there's definitely been a lot of progress there's definitely room for improvement oh yeah but uh, there has been progress but still there and culturally like even I could feel at the end there there was kind of this if you had a because at a unit if you're in a unit with a female you cannot be in a relationship with that female period right it's just because you're at a unit you can't do that together. You can't fraternize yeah. with people at the unit. And so a lot of guys, especially the married guys, would take a lot of the single girls kind of, you know, if they were over 21, they want to go out and have fun, they'd go hang out with a bunch of the married guys. Because for the most part, the married guys, were it they, they kind of adopt this kind of like big brother, little sister thing going on. Or it's like, you know, you just, you watch out for your people. You know, you watch right. out for your shipmates. You watch out for your... Absolutely. That's the way it should be. And because that's, it holds... For everyone, right? But it's like it's even more on that level because you're in civvies, but you're still out and about and you're in town and stuff. So you're just watching out for people. And that culture, just from the time that I got in to the time that I got out, had grown exponentially. And so that's good. It's, yeah. But it's still a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definely – it's um, – not to continue to uh, relate it to cops, but it's they're, – they're paralleled in many ways. I think but so. Yeah. It's the same idea of like you, you need more people who are looking to change the mentality within that department, within that industry, like you said, within that <laughs> occupation um, of and, – And how do you do that? By acting it out in your own life. Right. So, if, yeah, if, if you see somebody that you work with going down a bad path like that, you – Try to say something. Correct him on it. Yeah. On that note of cops, man, he's freaking on that note. Um, Seattle, did you see that? Like, I, I saw today. I think it was seven of the nine um, city um, council um, councilmen want to uh, drop defund the police by fifty percent. Uh, there was yeah a like a veto proof majority right in yeah. the city council. I was hoping yeah. you tell me more about. Um, that. I had not done research it. into it. I had saw it. Yeah. I had seen it. Um, I saw it as shit. Um, no, I, I had <laughs> seen it. Um, and I hadn't because I just saw it this morning. Yeah, so, me too. And yeah. I try not to. Not this is not a bad thing at all. But um, just. So that I can, thank you, honey. So that I can provide good information, I try not to talk 
extensively too much about stuff that happens that day because I yeah. can only do so much research. That's I don't freaking, have any problem talking yeah. about it, but that's just the news be, for you, man. Every day, like man, do. I feel like every day I click in in the morning. Oh, I'm like, dude, oh exactly. my god, like what's going on now? Yeah, yep. um, and we have seen that same thing happen. I believe in Minneapolis, right? That mm-hmm. they had a veto-proof majority of their city council that voted dude, to like 50%. completely defund the police. Seattle, um, anyway. In New York, we saw you know a yep. billion dollars taken out of their budget that we've already seen a come bi- into a billion so, dollars. Well, so it's like a sixty-something billion dollar budget. That, but that is still, a very yeah, billion touchy dollars that topic, man. Well, like, so let's fucking get into it, right? Yeah. So let's let's just start here. So this is part of the, the cultural unrest. The topic. billion dollars okay. that we've seen come out of the New York City Police Department came largely in the form of plain closed police officers that yep. are no longer on the streets whose primary or largely one of their larger functions was yep. to get illegal firearms off of the streets of New York City which we know you know cuz you fucking live there are crime ridden i fucking got held up by some of those plain plain closed cops one night on a date because they thought what? we were dealing drugs or some shit. Really? Oh. Plain clothes, New York, because we were just close enough that we had crossed into the city lines. So right. So they were fucking NYPD cops, plain clothes. So. Rolled up on me. And what clothes? It, it all turned. It all, plain clothes. It was, like yeah, just plain not clothes. a uniform. Oh, really? Yeah. And they didn't even pull their badges out till right when they're at my window. After they started knocking and shit, I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to die tonight. Sweet. It was nice meeting you. We're both going to die. And, in New York? Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. And then it turns out, like, she was an EMT, I was in the Coast Guard, so we we ended up, like, de-escalated. So it's, cool. not, a, so it's not a perfect but, system. It's not no. a perfect system, because you but, see our co-host end, here, obviously not a drug dealer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> in the end, how was your customer service with the police? After that, it was fine. We just had to move. They no. told us to get the fuck out because it was a bad area, and I was like, like, like "I'm not gonna argue with you." This like, I've been kind of okay. talking about I'm just gonna go. Too. Like every time, like when when you when you've been like had an experience with the police, like how is your experience with the police? Like all oh, mine, it's... most of mine have been positive. Like at the end, like oh, I, that's they've been it's been really respectful. Like, I... and I'm asking like just all my friends, like how yeah. how did it happen? I have personally never, I have personally never had a positive experience with a police officer. Really, yeah. not one time. No, the first time I got pulled over, um, I didn't have a license, oh. which and I'm not. Uh, it's, I'm not saying I didn't do anything wrong, but yeah. having committed a crime should not automatically subject me to being treated like a fucking piece of shit. That is true. Especially Absolutely. at 17 yeah. years old. You Criminals know? are people too. So what I'm saying, not that not that I wasn't doing something wrong, I yeah. was, but I shouldn't be treated like an asshole because I was fucking driving without a license. Yep. You know? So part of the problem. No, he was super aggressive and um like just was 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 very rude you know and i was trying to like like i'm like i'm not this isn't an excuse because i obviously should not be driving without a license like i I went to school i'm going home like this is what i'm doing threatened to inbound the car was like my girlfriend's car at the time he took a picture of me while i was trying to talk because he like i didn't have a license you know and um it was not good and then the second time that i got pulled over i was getting my license and I had gone and taken the test and I thought the way that it was explained to me, I thought that I had a, a permit, um, but I didn't, right? And so oh. I was driving with Jordan in the car. Um, she had a license. I was like 18 years old. I thought that I had a permit. I thought that's how that worked. Mm-hmm. And um, 
when I got pulled over, I told the cop, I was like, yeah, I have my permit. Like, I just don't have my license yet. And so then he went back to his car and he came back. And he was like, so do you want to try and tell me the truth? I was like, whoa. whoa. I was like, I don't. Like, I'm not lying. And I understand, obviously, why he would think that I'm lying. But I'm, I'm, I did not know that I did not have a worker of fucking driver's permit. I don't. I already, oh, yeah. I already got in trouble for this exact same thing like fucking two years ago. So, like, bro, I, I'm not trying to. No, and it was a negative interaction there as well. Yeah, no, yeah. I've not had um, particularly. Positive you feel like he could have handled that situation better, is what you're saying? Certainly. Oh yeah. yeah. And I Certainly. feel like that's what the that's what the police force needs to start doing uh-huh. is being like, hey, like we need to start like handling these situations better. Yeah. Especially the first time I was a kid. I there was needs 17. to be a customer oh, service like. Like when you, when I feel like when you see the cops, you should feel comfortable. You should be like, okay, that's the good guy. And I, and right? I don't, yeah. there's times I don't feel that in New Mexico. I legitimately had that feeling because of my good experiences with police. When I saw the cops, I'd be like, Hey, it's a sheriff. This is awesome. I'm safe right now. I'd have that comfortable feeling just because of my experiences. But when someone like you not having a positive experience, you don't have that same comfort feeling yeah. or a lifelong of Absolutely. only bad experiences. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I've I worked don't... with a lot of cops over the years. Like being in the Coast Guard, we work hand in hand with like a lot of cops that are in their Marine division that might launch boats out of the same place. Yeah. Got to know them. Great guys that any cop I've ever met. Yeah. You know, we got Officer Brian. Officer great Brian. Yeah. I've Officer only Brian's had good great experience guy. with Officer yeah. Brian. Most Absolutely. cops, we can all agree, I feel like they yeah. join the force yeah. for a good reason. They want to help the community, right? But and right I now, I, we have a culture right now that's really against that. Yes. And wants to tear that down, like, and like, or just like anti cop, like, and it just that, yeah. that hurts. Because my there's heart. something so in the system that is not working. Yeah. Because I have, as far as being on the receiving end of justice, right? Getting tickets or whatever the fuck, or dealing with a cop that pulled me over, nothing but hands down terrible, terrible human experiences, hmm. right? Where it's like one dude, I just thought I just pissed in his Wheaties because I. I kind of did because he was kind of pissing me off too, but that's a whole other story. But it's like most of the time, like I've been approached with this sense of like, you are a bad person and I am the law here to tell you you're a bad person and to give you a receipt that you have to pay now because you're a bad person that should not, you should never interact with a cop on that level. It should never get to that level unless it is warranted, I would assume, but like, and I get it. You know, the whole, like, the pullover culture. Like, you never know what's going to be behind there. Cops die all the time, getting blown away right out of the yeah. window. Like, I get that. But at the same time, after an initial contact, you got to understand immediately whether this person is – you got to have something in the back of your head. So, this dude, yeah, I don't know. Or, all right, this guy's cool. He's just fucking cruising to work and his taillight's out. Nobody, I don't have to be a dick, man. Hey, I can Maybe I can, as a police officer, be remorseful that I have to now – economically like punish you because you at five o'clock in the morning went out started your car didn't bother to look and check if your taillights were out before you left and then left to go to work yeah like that's i feel like and some cops they they they're human beings and see see that like Mm -hmm. from my experience like my mom's like taillights went out before and like cops have pulled it over Mm -hmm. and they're like hey get this fixed okay my mom's like "Uh uh-huh okay bye and just like taken off and like never got a fix, but still like they're like human about. It. They understand like it's a busy yeah, mom and stuff, right. and like that's why I feel like they're 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 public servants. They should be there to help you. And I've seen cops mm-hmm. change people's tires. I've seen cops you know help people out and stuff. And that's oh, the way yeah. it should you be. Buy people gas and yeah. groceries and shit. Yeah, buy people yeah, that's, freaking um, that's a thing. Um, booster seats and stuff for their mm-hmm. um and their see that's cars awesome. Yeah, 
And, you know, I feel like people forget that. Like, cops do do great things because we're in a culture right now that focuses only on the negative narrative. Mm-hmm. And it's it's destroying, I feel like, the fabric of this nation. So, I kind of wonder on that point, you know, we talk about the, the social implications of, you know, what builds that narrative? You know, how do we get there? How are we telling these stories about, like, the bad cops and all this shit? Yeah. I mean, could it be a more, dare I say, quote-unquote, systemic problem where, like, part of the problem these cops are all you know, the way they are is because we have this weird, convoluted, you know, multi-layer system of these laws that just are so convoluted. Like, anybody can get you for almost anything, depending on what you're doing or whatever. Yeah. It's like, once they get you. And so, like, you know, our, our cops, like, I wonder if that messes with their mentality at all to well, approach every yeah. situation in, in, like, a layered, like, this isn't just me looking out for the community now. Now I got to make sure. Okay, well... I, I know I have to write this ticket today regardless of what happens because of X reason or mm-hmm. whatever X force that I feel like is now I'm required to do this or whatever. But yeah. maybe it's it's not so much with the cops. It's maybe how law enforcement is enforcing laws that we have on the books. Well, like, there are – to that point, there are no shortage of people who get arrested for nothing less than resisting arrest. Yes. Right? Which yeah. indicates – your only crime was being too confrontational, too aggressive with the police officer who was trying to find out if you had done something initially. And, and, and why you is didn't. that? <clears throat> and why are people that way? Because I feel like they're afraid. And it is scary. Yeah, because people are I'm afraid starting, because the cops are afraid. There's, yeah, I mean, there's, it is a yeah. scary time right now. It, it, it is scary. And I can yeah. honestly, if I honestly, if we're going home right now and we got pulled over, I'd be, I'd be in, be in the backseat and I'd be uh, scared. I carry a farm every day. It's terrifying. The, I, yeah. So check this. Since I got a license, haven't been pulled over even once, which is fucking weird, right? But it's real weird. I, but I especially since I carry a gun, it's something I think about all the time. That's something. Yeah, and that you carry some, legally. I've heard a yeah. lot of people who have fucking the. There's the one kid that I bitch about all the time. That's you know got all the guns and stuff, and he like he was posted on his social media that he got pulled over on his way to the woods to go and shoot. So he's got his rifles, all the shit, just out in the car. Oh man, and he's he's a white kid with his other white friend. Or like, that is you know, maybe not a little bit time brown. to get pulled over. Told, no. told the cop he's like, can't have all this stuff. I have my permit and stuff. The cop said, okay, don't point anything at me. I won't point anything at you. So this <laughs> this sheriff is comfortable enough in aware in his surroundings that he's like. I'm not worried about this. There are other cops who would immediately draw if they walked up on that car. And I don't know what the yeah, difference and, is in their experience and or their mentality. those are poorly trained but, officers. Yeah. And that's and, the problem. And it's, I feel like, <clears throat> and now that we're defunding the police, now we're taking away from that funding. Or like, like I feel like now we should put funding into the police right now. Then <laughs> yeah. now that I'm saying this, I'm not, I'm not justifying what those police did. I'm not justifying police brutality. Right. All right. I'm still very against that. But I don't feel like right now is the time to defund the police. I feel like right now they need more training. And that's my own personal opinion. And right now in Seattle, they're trying to cut the funding by 50%. Yeah. And then even the, um, the, um, the Seattle Police Sheriff, um, Sheriff Best, she's saying that like, hey, this isn't going to do any good. Good, like we cannot base this idea. Carmen if we, Best, yeah, Carmen, Carmen Best. Best. She's saying we cannot base this idea if we get rid of <clears throat> the police, that crime rates are going to go down. We can't base. That's the idea. Like, hey, if we get rid of the police, the crime rates are going to go down. Well, that is not sorry. the case. But like, I feel like we just kind of saw what would happen if that is the case in Chop or whatever it's called in that city, that little the place jazz chop. Yeah. yeah. 
we see that there's a lot of people. There's a lot of bad shit that went down. Six and people police, in 10 days that yeah. were shot two people killed. And yeah. police and law enforcement Under couldn't get there kids. and do their job. And if they, if they could have done their job, a life could have been saved. Would, and that's something we need to realize and be adults. And people are like, people are mad at me for saying that, but for saying that. They're like, oh no, you're just an asshole. You so I think man. certainly yeah. we understand that. Yeah. Um, we here at Salt of the Streets represent a generally I don't want to say underappreciated because that doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't like, want to like, you know, oversell what we have to offer, but, um, or like what we're saying. But there are a lot of people who don't particularly like what we have to say at this time. It's true. And we talk about that it's consistently, hard. um, to the point of reducing the budget in Seattle in particular, right? The Seattle the Police budget, Department, um, $409 million a year. <clears throat> 409 or 490? 409. Word. So, to that point, um, Seattle in particular, just in the time that I have been a conscious human being, has had a horrible record with police brutality, especially coinciding, however it is statistically, Mm -hmm. with minorities. So, to your point, I think the thing that seems to have improved that is greater training for those officers de-escalation training because to your other point of the negative interactions i i believe it is at least 80 percent whatever it is largely on the police officer to de-escalate that situation so that it does not come into a situation where someone dies on either side right and i it concerns me greatly and we've said before on the show Exactly what you said, that taking money out of these places, especially places like Seattle, like Minneapolis, that have a history of these problems, taking money out of there, I don't know is going to solve this problem. If they don't have the opportunity – and I'm not saying – It's not a good idea to reallocate some of the money because maybe there are better places for that money to go. But to reduce the amount of training available for these police officers strictly by cutting the budget, I don't think is a good idea. Right. I think that even if you are going to reallocate some of the money, maybe don't buy any more military vehicles. Maybe don't buy any more, uh, you know, old military equipment. Right. Maybe sell some of that shit. Use that money. Reallocate that toward these other social services. But also – Increase the budget that you're going to take away. Like, mm-hmm. don't take away all of it so you can increase the amount of training that is provided for these police officers. And I feel right? like that's a fair thing to say. I feel like we don't need to militarize the police. Not at all. Yeah. There that's is, why that's we have a military. Exactly. That's why we have, we a, have national a national guard. guard. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. There are yeah. a series of just well-known cases that you could name that you could attribute the negative outcome to a militarized police force, a militarized federal police force, Waco, Ruby Ridge. There are many of them, right? Um, And I've, if you, yeah, I I agree largely. Put yourself in the position of like the law enforcement right now in Seattle. Just imagine yourself. Let's say if you are law enforcement and now you just found Portland came right that close to being one of them. Yeah. Well, let's let's use Portland, right? Because while there isn't a Chaz or a Chop in Portland, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh-uh. in Portland there is a 
like 30 days of straight protest of straight riots right it's well, we can we can show you some videos um that Andy yeah, just Noe pull has up been, the Andy Noe case yeah I'll, I'll pull that up but there are they have been trying to destroy the federal courthouse in Portland Antifa mm-hmm. is there I mean protesters just all clad in black and, and, and face masks <laughs> they're lighting fires there are, there are laser pointers they're putting in the eyes of the US marshals there are yeah. fireworks mortars they're throwing at the building yeah there and is, at that point I'm not going to call them protesters no and that's that's why i correct myself it's it's a riot it's not protests yeah so oh yeah you got the no pulled up there see you've seen the the video of the dude that got hit by the firework that went off right next to him the little antifa dude at the city hall they're trying to break into oh man so we're just watching watching like yeah these are riots yeah these are off of andy no's twitter and i actually got into someone with it about andy no earlier this week yeah you know, and I have friends and stuff that look at this stuff and they look at this rioting and they think that that's yeah. justice and stuff. And no one can give me a clear, like, answer on how that does any good. Like, I, I am for the protests and stuff and I feel like Over there's a lot of changes, changes and stuff that's yeah. coming from that. But this rioting and stuff, like, I don't feel like there's – and this vandalism. No, it's because at do? this point you can't, you can't argue for it because it is purely an emotional outburst. Exactly. And – whether or not, woke culture, man. Well, let's just say culture. because with Antifa, it gets it gets a little bit more different because they've been kind of waiting and planning for these kinds of openings to come in. Yeah, and they're they're so loosely affiliated. It's hard to say that it's like a one entity thing. But realistically, all the reactions that are happening are all based off of emotional response to some yeah. to, to a grave injustice that you feel inside right or wrong yeah I, and, absolutely it's like people we we do things because it makes us feel good like the mm-hmm. idea of like i'm gonna do all this because it's my emotional knee-jerk reaction yeah and that just this that just made, shows like it's made by the police this video so this is obviously only going to be the worst of it because it's a video made by the police in portland but this is a compilation of video footage <sighs> of the riots <laughs> yeah so there's you know there are all these that's awful. So I'm pretty sure you guys are like, everyone that's watching this or like listening to this, I'm pretty sure you've done your fair share of like digging into some of these yeah, writing videos. And if you haven't, you should. And it's, this is what's happening in our country. And I feel like we need to be aware of this. And it, it's terrifying. Like, and then there's a couple that, where was that? Yup. Missouri. Yeah. St. Yeah. Louis, right? Is that St. what it was? I think it's St. Louis, Missouri. They're turning into a giant like meme laugh out. And a lot of my friends are guilty of this, like laughing them, calling that lady a, like, a bitch and stuff and making fun of her and in my head those people are just trying to protect their property these are guys. weapons that yeah. like why is this a it's laughing just, matter i don't understand. i'll tell you why it's a laughing matter tell me i it's don't because they've become because visually it is 100 percent meme worthy yeah right like that right there that picture right there the There's, picture is going around everywhere yeah it's so it is extremely meme worthy. Fucking hilarious. It his, is his own. His right? the way that they're dressed, and then also yes. the fact that she has her finger on the trigger of the yeah. gun. That just that's, and I don't agree with what she's doing. That just yeah. no, it's that a whole slew handling. of stupidity. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. But have, like the idea yeah. behind it, I feel like yes. the, these people are defending their property. I understand what they did was uh-huh. stupid, but I don't yeah. like the idea these people are now made fun of like into a laughing stock. Like she so, should have been a little more educated on handling. Well, they muzzled each other both like oh, yeah. numerous times. That was times. stupid. Poor, yeah, poor opinion, gun handling. But there is yeah. yeah. There's no arguments about like those <laughs> people should not be using firearms. They have absolutely. the absolute right to have them, but they also have the responsibility to know how they work, right? Yes. So anyways, but how do you feel about the fact that the police department got a warrant to go in and take confiscate guns. that guy's rifle? And they were, I think they were going to take the pistol, but she had already um, given it up to their lawyer. Huh. Uh, and I, I just started looking at it before the show. I said, well, does Missouri have red flag laws or something like that because that might be a thing that might pop up no 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 no. they they have, just a, red, they have a red law, yeah they have a red flag law that hit the senate on june 9th of 2020 but it yeah. was it had it was their second read into committee at that point so it's not the law there's yeah, no red flag law there. Oh, yeah. And so I also, I don't condone now, to what they did. I yeah. also want to put that well, out Right, right, right. What right. they did, no, no, the, way they, will, the way they handled yeah. the situation was stupid. Mm-hmm. But still, the fact that, like, what they were doing, the way they handled it was not the right way. Right. But the, what they were doing, I feel like, was okay. Well, especially, yeah. it's defending your own private yeah. property. To answer your Absolutely. question, it's concerning to me, because I want to talk about that, but I want to answer yeah. the question first. It is concerning to me deeply, deeply. To, to my core that their weapons are being taken away it seems to be because of public pressure. That's what Especially I'm saying. Especially when there continues I mean, to be protesters yeah. on the verge of rioters standing outside of the same neighborhood, outside of their home, screaming at them, taunting them, threatening and them. And said there is no red flag, red flag laws? Not no, one that, on the books not yet. one in the um, books, but I will say... Because that would definitely be a red flag. By, yeah, by that man's own account, whatever yeah. his name is, they're receiving death threats. You know, oh, that's yeah. happening all the time. Oh, they've been I mean, totally... I mean, it's like Docs 2.0. Oh, you know, yeah. Right? Um, and she's a lawyer. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he was tied up somewhere in there. Like, these people... I think they're both lawyers, aren't they? Yeah. Sure. Probably. I mean, in that kind of pink polo like that, you got to be a lawyer, bro. As That's far as lawyer, as yeah. far as the way they have a they, giant like iron gate to get into your right right which they come destroyed. on as far as the way they conduct themselves right so mm-hmm. let's tell the whole story because there's a lot of people who don't and it's it takes about five fucking seconds right yeah these two people whatever their names are they live inside of a gated neighborhood which is a private neighborhood mm-hmm. right if you don't live there or you're not a guest you're not supposed to be there it's that's what property. that means in America it's a private neighborhood right I just built one with of those a, neighborhoods with a gate I where you with a gate like, oh. where you have to have a key and everything right excuse mm-hmm. me um the gate i at this point it's not clear how it was opened right at first there by all accounts it was not broken down in the beginning mm-hmm. but by the time the night was over the gates were broken down right yeah however they were accessed the gates were open to a private neighborhood on the way to the mayor's house, I think. They were going somewhere else. Like, this was a pathway to a greater location. As this man and his wife were having dinner outside of their house on the patio, um, <clears throat> they saw these protesters coming into the neighborhood to their private entrance. They say that they were already verbally accosted, you know, when they were sitting outside having dinner. So because they felt threatened, they went and they got their guns, this AR-15 and this pistol, and they stood outside of their home 
brandish them, you know, and the protesters say they feel very threatened. It's really funny because the first video, the people in the video are like, this is a public sidewalk. And it's like, well, but it's, it's not because yeah. you're in this private residence. Yeah. And you I don't understand where you're at. Again, I, feel like I don't. When we get to that argument, when you bring that argument to people that are like, are like, oh, what they did was like, that are like, right. pro it's that. Like, legally pro- justified. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's private property. Yeah. It's like yeah. they get like this attitude, like, yeah, sure. And, and it's like, are you serious? Are you like, are you neglecting that that mm, is right. like a fact that that is private property? And I, I'm pretty I, well versed in <laughs> property in, laws. In property yeah. laws, because it's kind of what I do for a fucking living. And yeah. I tell you right now, I take that serious. Yeah, like it's kind of weird, but yeah, no, it should be that is serious. Private property yeah. may not be their direct private property. <laughs> it's probably owned by the homeowners association, but it's still private property. No entrance allowed. You're trespassing instantly. Yeah. And so when. I, I agree. I do not condone the way that they went about this. However, I do not. I do understand why they did what they did. Yeah. And when I was talking to Jordan about it, I said, I don't know that I would take the AR outside with me at that time. So that I would definitely be inside of the door. So that, you know, like if I didn't take it outside, it would be inside of the door and I would definitely have my pistol in my pants. I would certainly not go out there unarmed, but I would not do something that I or they would feel would uh-huh. instigate some type of aggression. Okay, so pause um, button. You're going out there appearing to be unarmed, just concealing yes. your. That yes. way you're safe. Correct. But you don't want to do the Correct. officer presence. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I would probably untuck my shirt, you know, so that I could just put it over my gun, you mm-hmm. know. No, I keep ha- so you're going to go yeah, solve yeah, this at the yeah, lowest level. <laughs> I might even just put it in the small of my back if I'm standing with my back to my house, because uh-huh. who fucking knows anyway. But it, either way, yeah, in a. I would yeah. appear he to be attempted to de-escalate that situation. To, to he could have been like, "Hey, private property." Observe get what's out. happening, and yeah. if someone comes onto my property, onto my actual lawn, and say, "You need to leave my property yeah. right now," and if they continue to advance, that would be a time in which I would surely draw my weapon and say, "You need to get the fuck off of my property." Now, I mean, however, also let's think about this. That's While so, Jordan that's stays inside with us. the AR, just yeah. waiting for the. I feel like it's easiest for us to say, but like when you are like an older couple and you're in your home and you see like, I guess like a few hundred people gather out in front of your house. It's scary. Let's pretend we live somewhere where there's a museum nearby and let's say there's a riot and they want to take out the museum. Let's say like, let's say worst case scenario. And there's like, there's a riot in our neighborhood and people are like going through our neighborhood. Let's say that awful situation that, that perfect storm, like this awful thing happens in your neighborhood. It is a scary situation. And I, I I pray that never happens to someone, but that's happening. That's happened in Seattle. there's people that are living over there and yeah. like Chad or even Chops, whatever it's called. Chaz Chap. Yeah. Chaz Chap. I and refuse to let go of the Chaz. Yeah. That's why. It's a way it's cooler name. Can you imagine Chaz like living in an apartment cooler. out there and looking down and seeing that happen? Yeah, fuck that. Nope. Can you imagine that? You feel like you're being, there's like people saying that they feel feel like they're being held hostage in their own homes. A lot like of they people, were. That is A lot awful. of mixed opinions yeah. on the Chaz when it was still around. A lot of mixed yeah. opinions. Oh, yeah. Some people, and by the end, there was a lot of people who were down within the beginning who so, were like, okay, enough of the shit. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. trying to live a normal life. So now knowing that, that I think is extremely scary. I can understand yeah. why you would yeah. have that knee-jerk reaction. Like, go have the guns. Especially oh my God. right now. Yeah. yeah. Tensions are so high. They and, handled it still awful. Mm-hmm. I'm not still like saying what right. they did was right, but right. still I can understand. I can empathize on so why they would reacted the way they Certainly. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked scary, bro. I can't imagine, to be honest. So, like, when I think about those people in their houses, I go, well, I'm not going to lie. Personally, because I'm so plugged into everything, right? Like, I have 
I was witnessing what was going on. I would have done the same exact fucking thing in those at those people's did, except I would have done it better because I would have gone on out like you know strapped to the gills just to terrify them away or something like that. Plane carrier I'd with have the like AR my fucking samurai sword shit too. I'd have my bow Walk on there. Full jogging on suit. Have everything right. <laughs> Staff my lawn, bitch. And the get first you. thing I would do would be like, oh shit. <laughs> I was gonna say. I wish I had my shotgun here. It's in my other room. I would have just... The first thing I want to do is go out there and... Shh, shh, shh. Can, what are we doing, guys? What's going <laughs> What's on? Up? You guys... Oh, sweet. No, I'm totally upset about that, too, man. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd try to talk to him, right? You know, like you said, de-escalate and all this shit. Yeah. But, like, I just... I don't fault them for what they did. At all. Because I don't... If, if that if they were plugged in at the situation and had seen all the things going on and had seen the fucking Chaz chop yeah, take over their scary. neighborhood, that's a scary this, position to be in. Yeah, they can do a hell of a lot better trying to sustain themselves off of my little mansion private development yeah. here. They could they can overthrow us real quick. Yeah, I could be dead. I could be cast out of my house. I'm gonna lose all my. And power. all it Everything. takes is like one event, one person that won like yeah. the first like rock throne, and then and that's how like chaos you got a breaks mob, out. Exactly. You could, yeah, you can and be how easily Prince that can Ferdinand. Off. And I can understand why that's so scary. Yeah. And like people would like listen to this this conversation, be like, huh, that's silly. And, like, no, that's not silly. Like, no. these are people. This is happening in people's homes. Like, imagine somebody forcibly breaking into your house in the middle of the night, saying, "Guess what? Now you're out. We're taking over your house. Because I'm not here this, to kill this, you, this, yeah. but because of." X reason the movement that is going on because you're white, yeah, which because, is the scary part, you know. And that's I, like, that's <clears> like <throat> the ultimate segue because by the I way. have a hard time, and I don't. So I, I have a. I say that because I have a hard time imagining that if if this was a couple of well-to-do black people, and this is the way that they reacted to this, I don't mm-hmm. think that. This is how this would have, and all I, I can do is, so. is you know, assume. And so, say what you want about it, but I have a really hard time believing, especially in the raised racial tension that the country is in. I have a hard time believing that it would play out the exact same, even on an internet basis. You know, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is Carolina. this is where I uh, pull up my. I also wonder how people, you know, Hispanics or Asians, if we, if like people, Hispanic people or Asian people who have been doing the same thing as this white uh, couple. That's a great, that's a great question, right? Because uh, in L.A., when the riots happened in L.A. after George Floyd, there was uh, what we like to call rooftop Koreans 2.0, right? <laughs> during, so, okay, so during the – yeah, okay, so during hey, during the original L.A. riots, right, in Little Korea, when shit is popping off after Rodney King, places are being destroyed, there's Little Korea, right? And the rioters come into Little Korea, and they're like, we're going to destroy everything. We're looting, we're rioting, we're destroying shit. The Korean store owners, they grab their rifles, they grab their shotguns, they grab their pistols, they go up on the rooftops of their businesses, they start shooting motherfuckers, say, stay away from my business, bitch. So there's a whole history books, t-shirts, rooftop Koreans. That's a thing, right? Rooftop Koreans 2.0. I no idea that was a thing. That's a real thing. You can Google it. That's Rooftop Koreans 2.0. Oh, my God. When George Floyd protest happened, they turned into riots in L.A. They go to Little Korea. Those same... There is literally a picture of a guy in a red shirt 
holding an a or holding a rifle. It's the same right? guy. It's the same dude. Like twenty years later, thirty years who? later, the same fucking store owner Whoa. on his roof now with a shaved head, older guy in his middle age now, AR fifteen. Get the fuck away from my business. That's exactly how that gets handled. Do you know what's happening? <laughs> Rooftop Korean, that's the guy. There's t-shirts about him. That's a whole thing, right? <laughs> Just kidding. That's a thing. So. Whoa. That's, that's I had no idea that was a thing. That's oh, a yeah. thing. Rooftop so, Koreans. There's a lot. I bet that people if that would listen to this, I bet a lot of people have mixed feelings about yep. that. You can Google oh, yeah. it. Anyone can mm-hmm. Google it. And they make t-shirts out of it. It's a thing. We're wow. like, this is... Look at the way that these immigrants chose to embrace their Second Amendment rights and protect their small businesses and the lives and futures they'd created for their children. How patriotic of them. Fuck yeah. Fuck you if you do it if you're white and you want to protect your big ass house because you got that shit out of privilege. You're a fucking lawyer. You're probably stealing from people, from people anyway. You're putting them in fucking jail. Don't tread on me, man. I don't know anything about these fucking people. All nope. I know is that they got fucking scared from what they said, right? Because that's we take people on their words now. We, we just assume everyone's telling the truth all the time right that's right that's what we do so if these people are saying they're scared for their lives and they're out in front of their houses with their goddamn guns i don't feel any different about that than i do about these rooftop koreans (laughs) that we've now celebrated twice 30 years apart the same fucking thing happens it's great because they're minorities and they're immigrants and they've chose to embrace their rights but when you're born here and you choose to do this it's fucking racist and i think that that's super backwards yeah and for a maybe a fifth or seventh ninth fucking time we do not condone the way that these people chose to conduct themselves. As we have all said, we would all do it a little bit differently. Colin a little more boastfully, me a little bit more humbly, John a little bit more humbly. It's, But it is no different than the rooftop Koreans that we now are making t-shirts out of, writing articles about, and saying that it was really great that they did this. I think I need it's to make no up different. a post for Titania McGrath's thread. She ended hers at... Um, Part twenty. So we're going to talk about this a little later, but yeah. Um, but we, I could post a reply that's part twenty-one and have articles about rooftop Koreans, and I'll just say things that are racist. Part twenty-one, rooftop Koreans. Yes. Yeah. So that uh, would be how I would answer that question, Carolina. I would, and there was also when when the George Floyd's protest first started, right? There's, mm-hmm. and you can look this up too. I believe that it was in Minneapolis. There's a group of Sikh men standing in front of their store, and they said, you heard about rooftop Koreans, what about storefront Sikhs? Three guys holding AR-15s in uh, head wraps, I don't want to mischaracterize, I don't know, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever type of head wrap they're wearing in front of their store, protecting their store from people who chose to, who might do it harm, right? So, to that same effect, we saw handfuls of videos thrown out when the first protest happened in Minneapolis of two white men in particular that were in not even plate carriers, but in magazine carriers, right? Mm-hmm. Just chest rigs out in front of a tobacco store saying that they were there to help protect this store because they were rolling around just trying to protect small businesses from looters. For a week, we saw about how these people were white supremacists and they're racist. Watch out for the far riders who really just want to take advantage of the situation. They don't want to protect mm-hmm. anyone. They just want to kill people. And right? how do they twist that narrative? Do you know how they twisted that narrative made that narrative? Go ahead. They cropped a picture? Didn't they crop a picture by doing that? Well, they're, they, the funny thing is in the video. They were all white guys. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, there yeah. was no. I there was thing. Yeah, they yeah, only yeah. took a picture of and they the crossed two, right. two yeah. white two, guys. Because like, right behind yeah. them, there's at least two, maybe three or four black dudes who all 
also have ARs, yeah. but they don't have chest and rigs. Just on. like that. The, yeah, that's the storefront seeks. Like that. Those are the storefront seeks like right there. Yeah. A picture like that, you exactly. can twist a narrative just like that. And so, right. So in the video, in the whole video, yeah. when they're the people are moving a little bit, there's like three or four black dudes with ARs and just no chest rigs. Mm-hmm. They just don't have. They're like I said, the dudes aren't even wearing plate carriers. Yeah, those they're are just expensive as hell. Carriers. Yeah, yeah. And so these white <laughs> dudes are white supremacists for literally. They're not even their business. They're trying mm-hmm. to protect other people's businesses so that they can maintain their lifestyle. Yeah. A black-owned tobacco store, they're trying to protect. Yeah. And the media, in, in general, whoever, social media, You're all racist. these people I mean, are saying that they're, that, that they're racist. Yeah, yeah. You know? And they're like, well, where are all the black guys? Literally two feet fucking behind me not being asked these questions because they're fucking black and, and then not the white. And then the picture is out there. Too. You can like, it's, and then like, uncomfortable, it. and then there it is. It's like, there, yeah. there's people. And if that's, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny in an aspect, right? Because you'd be like, oh, these fucking people, right? They're not they're not even showing you the thing. But now think about it. They're not even showing you what's actually happening. That is the truth. Yeah. The fact that not just two white guys were posted up inside of the fucking store to try to boogaloo boy narrative, insert whatever bullshit left to spin you want, the in the actual full picture shows an entire community of people rising up, coming out to protect their own community. Yeah. But you can't show it because it's no. it doesn't support your racist fucking narrative. Yeah. yeah. And it pisses and, me off. And it's after everywhere. all this, Joe Rogan so did a really also cool funny. thing. And he had Kalyan Noor on his right. podcast. Yes. Right. And at, like that was like the perfect timing. That, that just, dude is that, so baller. Yeah. I love that dude. And so one more point to this, mm-hmm. the same idea, right? Just earlier this I love the week, rooftop we seeks, saw... So that's we saw a rally, protest, whatever you want to call it, right, in Georgia, I think, yeah. of, of the Not Fucking Around crew, right? The NAFC. It's a huge group of black Second Amendment advocates that were out there in force in plate carriers and yeah, magazine dude. carriers, yeah. full black tactical all gear, shit, ARs, dude. all the shit, right? Like, yeah. hey, check that shit out, right? Isn't that dope? Yeah. I last did time I saw a up my spine when I saw last time I saw so a cool. bunch of white dudes dressed like that, I heard that they were all white supremacists trying to start yep. a race war. Yeah. yeah. Super weird. Even though they were all out there saying, Tell us where you need us to be. What yeah. stores need protecting? That's awesome. We're here, we're down for the cause. Yeah. They're racist because they're it, I I, I it's, don't it's because they need the division. Yeah. They I don't know who they is. That's the fucking problem. It's yeah. this this amorphous blob of they. Yeah. That's out there. Like Who's controlling you can, the media? You can name it the media, no. you can whatever the apparatus is. I mean you can even make an argument at that point that it's capitalism, by the way. Because it's all money funded. Oh, anything. Masks are racist now. It's just like, so check this. I have seen it go so far. We can, we can talk about a whole slew of things. We can talk about this thread. This is a great time, right? The, the tip of the iceberg or the the peak I saw yesterday from the same girl that I argued with about Andy No, right? Mm -hmm. This meme about because minorities and people of color are disproportionately affected by COVID-19, not wearing a mask is not only shitty of you, it's racist because you're putting more people of color at risk 
for not wearing a mask statistically. Yep. That's, that's, statistically. Actually that's actually a good statistic. That's so, actually, actually an accurate statistic yep. because people of darker skin tone, they are apparently, they, don't quote me on this, apparently they, um, COVID's a little more dangerous for them because they need more vitamin D. Extremely so yeah. yeah. deficient in vitamin and D. Yeah, Most people are not taking your vitamin D, D, take your vitamin D, y'all. That's good for immune support. And C. Dude, I took like 500 milligrams before Excessive amounts. Oh, you'll pee it out. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be good. Yeah, get your vitamin D. So that's why that is an actual, that could be used as an argument. Doctors yeah. don't listen right. to us. Yeah, don't listen it was us. something. It, it, is, it was it something like eighty percent of people who I don't had agree COVID with it, are mm-hmm. are deficient in vitamin D. Yeah, you yeah. know. And That's when a, when yeah. you have darker skin, you have a much harder time getting vitamin D from the sun than you do when you're white. Yeah. Yep. That's. That is statistically true. Scientifically, mm-hmm. biologically, that is a fact yeah, as we understand it today. But that right? also From what we makes and science absolutely. racist. And a vast majority yeah, of people science is racist. And a yeah. vast majority of people do Sad not supplement yeah. with anything, not even no. a daily you know, vitamin, like a multivitamin. Oh, milk yeah, is but, racist too. I'm Asian and I'm lactose oh, intolerant. Trust me, bro. Like one of those we things. have it's a like, list. What, what's going on, dude? We I have actually, a list of all these different from, things. From my aunt, one of the last times I saw my aunt Kara, she is married to my uncle Dobrico and they have a daughter named Malaya. And they told me that apparently brown people, black people are like way more likely to be lactose intolerant. Yep, it's true. And I was like, what the fuck is that about? And I, they, we right. discussed roughly, you know, mm-hmm. just that they probably don't have a lot of. I mean, that's like, like a silly, like, comparison, but still, it's, that's what it, it kind of almost feels like where it's going to. Well, and we, almost, we discussed. It all leads back to like Charles Murray and the bell curve and the fact that. As much as we are, we are all, at, at least when you live in America, we are all equal, right? But doesn't mean we're all the same. Right. Ethnically, genetically, we are very different. Yeah. And Depending that's on where okay. you come and from. That's in the earth. science. But now yes. with woke culture being leaked, leaked into like the academic yeah. world, that, that's, why, that's, that's why cancel science, culture, that yeah. can't know, like, you can't have that. You that's can't why say science that. is racist. It's now. racist. Yeah. yeah. Because, and it's because scary. That's scary. It is scary because at a point in a pandemic that where if vitamin D was truly important, it could be a coal. It could be. There's a been several articles right? yeah. that seem right. to indicate that that is the case. But I mean, I listened to Rhonda Patrick talk about it, and her and Joe Rogan are taking five thousand milligrams a day. I'm taking the the daily recommended Let four thousand. Right? I'm yeah. just like, okay, that's cool. It's not going to fucking hurt little me. Gummy capsules. Right. Yeah, I, like I take the, like, the hard pills. You take the hard pills. Yeah, I take oh, the hard. Dude. I'll just swallow it. Long, Joe, I'm on collagen now. Caps, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like. I'm like, why not? Because obviously, I'm probably I live in the Pacific Northwest. Guess what? I'm probably vitamin D deficient, anyways. Yeah. I am not going to be worse off by taking vitamin D at this point. It's not going to kill me. They sell it at the fucking grocery store, right? Right. Cool. But if that is something that you could do to possibly help you out, and especially if you have an increased level level of melatonin in your skin. And we know that vitamin D is very important for just base immunizational health. Everybody take fucking vitamin D. Right. Especially if you have a darker skin tone. You're Filipino. Yeah, I'm always out. Exactly. Every day when the sun's out, I'm always shirtless, you know, exposing these poor guys. Or I was like, oh, God. He's like, I work one day. I walk outside like, "Ah." oh, it's gone. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I was Cloud. supposed to wear the tank top today. I guess it's not warm enough, you know? Oh, yeah. I was going to wear a no tank top, too, out. but yeah, it wasn't. We were going to both wear tank tops and yeah. fucking flex on you, but... Yeah, we were. Well, that's yeah, fine. We're yeah. going to go shirtless sleeves, yeah. I will say that we, we, we'll talk later, but, like, I'm going to come one night after work. 
Do it. No, come. Can, You're more than come, welcome. I can Anytime. come to the murder gym. Let's yeah, to get murdered. Gym. The murder yeah, garage so, is dope, dude. It's yeah. We so. worked out yesterday. Just a brief aside, because uh, this is just for everyone. I've been, you know, I've been on the salt of the streets Instagram, like not the last couple weeks, but the first Beast several, just talking about yeah, how you fucking how killing me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yesterday <laughs> yeah, we dude. did. I mean. We started with just like a bunch of jumping jacks and sit ups and like random stuff like that to warm up. And then we did like so many deadlifts and cleans and we did all these different ab, ab works out in, in between. Like we were doing fucking leg lifts and we did leg lifts while holding on to the bar, like to keep our arms up and then did leg lifts and it was burning a whole oh, different God. section of the floor and it was murdered. I know we were done. We were oh. like, and then we, we and when we were done cleaning, he was like, it's like, oh, we'll just, and a clean is like when you, when you lift them and you put it in your chest and you fucking, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, and so after that, he was like, oh, well, we'll just, like we'll just burn out the biceps and the triceps and then we'll like call it a day. And so I told you, we were in the cable machine. He fucking stacked on like over a hundred pounds on these rows that we're doing. That was the time I don't know how much this is, but and he's, I he's do just like slapping of plates. Them, so Yeah, I wasn't, like, and I'm not thinking about it at the time, uh, but only after when I'm telling Jordan, I was like, oh man, and we were rowing, like had to be. It's like this fucker. I was like, it was like over a hundred pounds. He's had me. Was yeah. more than he was just <laughs> slapping. Maybe two hundred. Maybe just going. Yeah. And then we were in like sixty-five pound curls with the bar in between. And mm. when we were done, bro, I just I was laying on the ground. I yeah, was I was just like, I was like, dude, like, are you good? I was like, stretch. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Trying I'm, to zone I'm this all out right now because yeah. I know that you're you're suffering right there. That's in my future. Yeah. I'm trying not to lose. No, no, but the cool thing so, so good, bro. Here's oh, a good thing, though. Like, so good. So we've been working out for a few weeks now. Like, it's like big two months now. Like the yeah. first time you deadlifted, yeah. like 225 was like, it was like not the greatest feeling for you. Right. And now that we got your foreman, we realize that like maybe a sumo pull is better for you than a, a conventional deadlift. And we're getting right. your form back. And the last time we worked out, what did we pull? What did he pull? I sumo deadlifted 355. 355. So he yeah. struggled at 225 and he pushed up to 355. That's a big... That's a big jump, and we're working at that form and stuff. Yeah. You know, that just goes to show, like, if you're consistent with something and you train, you know, you can make big jumps yeah. and stuff. And after, like, his first day of, like, squats, like, his shorts didn't fit. That felt Yeah, that most like, of my freaking shorts sweet. and pants are tight in the thighs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, so that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that just kind of shows if you do put in the work and stuff. I squatted and, 265 yeah. last week on, like, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. and yeah. I benched 205 the last time we did, so it's... Slow improves. Yeah. I think the first time we benched, I only did like maybe like 115, 155. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. only been two months of like once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Where, well, let me ask you this murder garage in the murder garage. I'm just like, my mind is going off. Casey's gonna I'm, start I'm, coming I'm out on Wednesdays. Wednesday, Case Bulls, Wednesdays is okay. coming out. Yeah, so this, this goes to my point. Now, anybody that's out here listening to this, why are you not making money doing this? I just said, don't, I don't want to. I'm not really chasing money. I just like to kind of okay. help people. Okay. Because like I know there fun. might be some hoops, right, in yeah. it to get your, your license or whatever. But, like, that is so something that you could I was probably considering, do. I, so I was actually considering that when I got out of the Navy, I wanted to become a personal trainer. I was going to get my NASA mm-hmm. certificate. When I got out of the military... I became a kickboxing instructor for a while, and then I was kind of working and thinking about getting my NASM certificate, but in the end, I just kind of went to college, and always in the back of my mind, I kind of wanted to be a personal trainer, but, like, in the end, I was just like, eh, and, like, if I wanted to train people in my garage, that'd be cool, but there's a lot of lawsuits and stuff that can happen, like, let's yeah, say, if I did have a business, Donovan dropped a yeah. pound on his foot, 
I get sued. Yeah. Bad news. So yeah. that's the only thing. That's yeah. something I've considered and I would like to make a business. But right now, like if you want to come train or something like that and you want to work out and I can teach you some of the things that I know based on like YouTube tutorials and stuff, but I don't have any formal training. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I'm trying to say. Well, like when I tell Donovan these things, like this is honestly stuff I learned off YouTube and yeah. just kind of talking to other media. Other than the kickboxing no structure. Yeah. yeah. There's a actually there's a, a new person that I I learned about recently. Um, what was her name? Michelle. Uh, she uh, Michelle. I'll pull her up. Yeah, but she's like a a fitness person, a diet person, like that. So these are huge on YouTube, right? And they have these with their their followers and stuff like that. They have a group of people that will subscribe to like a a meal a meal plan and like all these different things right but like do it all via youtube and they they will like buy these programs yeah right and it's i've seen amazing things happen and i think it's it's a great deal right her name is what i can't read that my thoughts will probably offend you that's what her youtube page is and she does workout stuff yes and her thoughts will probably offend people that we offend I watched are, this shit she, last what, night. What are what's so offending? She doesn't do workouts too. She, she, like, you was, don't need that donut. It, exactly. That hurts your feelings, doesn't it? Is it like Dude. one of those things? Like you're wait, eating it, aren't you? Wait, that's okay. Colin just got introduced to that to her yesterday. Not I will tell you all about me. this. So, I've been waiting since last night to watch to talk about okay, this. Tell me more. Go ahead. So she oh. is a personal trainer. Yeah. But she shares on YouTube uh, videos about her thoughts about things. For example. Uh, the this ice cream thing, uh, the Halo, Halo ice top? cream. Yes. Is she against yeah. Halo top? Yes, yes, I love so that commercial. The Halo top ice cream, for example, is about talking about um, what's it called? With the lady dancing, we just watched this yeah. commercial. Yes. Okay, shouldism. Yes. Yes. However, shouldism. Okay. However, is uh, the shouldism the shouldism in there? I agree. However, uh, people overweight people. There are no healthy people. Think about it. Overweight people or overweight having having a lot of fat around your heart. Obese people. To to be obese is not healthy. That is that is an objective statement regardless of where you stand on anything. So that's the thing. It's like it it can be beautiful, yes. However, obese people they they need to work on on the healthy and all of that. So she's right. saying, hey, yeah, you you have to work on this. This is not right that you are just sharing that. Hey, being obese is healthy. And there no. was a thirteen yeah. year old girl that died for being almost close to seven hundred pounds. Oh yeah. no, yeah. no, oh yeah, no. The, no. the latest not, episode, that's the episode I watched was yeah. about that. It was fantastic. Okay, so send me that shit. Nerd. Yes, exactly. her parents have yes. been on Oprah or her mom. She's yeah. of course they have, because that's gonna so, help. Like, she went to a store to get more food, more junk food for her daughter. When she came home, her daughter was dead. So yeah, on that so, note, like even if you are overweight, so yeah, let's I, talk I, I about was, this for a second. Holy yeah. shit! But, so, okay. Why yeah. I like this chick? Go ahead. Yeah, so even if you're overweight, I, I kind of like that. So she puts her like those like it probably doesn't offend you and stuff. Like that is true. That stuff that you gotta say and stuff to people. And a lot of personal uh-huh. trainers like they are they are kind of saying that. But uh, a lot of personal trainers, I feel like we're kind of like that. I don't like the reason why I don't like a lot of personal trainers because they're kind of fit their whole entire lives. Like since high school, they've been squatting like 500 pounds. I was like, okay, I'm supposed to take advice from you. But I like I, most of the advice I take from personal trainers are guys that used to be fat and then like got in better shape. Uh-huh. So the and best stuff. guys. Yeah, yeah, those are the best guys yeah. and stuff. And like even for me, I dropped over a hundred pounds like yeah. I lost a ton of weight too like um what does your wife call you though 
Because there's Fat John, and then there's Hot John now. Yeah, there's Fat John. Like, so I go through a lot of phases. So I, I I've seen you fluctuate, not greatly, but I've seen yeah. you fluctuate in weight just in the year and a half or whatever that yeah. I've known so you. Yeah, so I put on and I take off weight really fast. Like, when I was in the military, I was usually like 211 pounds. And that's because I was working out like three hours a day. Like I had nothing else better to do. I was in the barracks. I'd go to work. I'd do my honor guard stuff. And I'd get back to my room and just go work out. And I just, I was a heavy dude. And then um, I got out and then um, met Olivia. We got pregnant and I kind of went to a, I like, I ate everything that she wasn't eating and people, you know, that like. God damn it. Yes. That was <laughs> so the fucking, what the thing. fuck, right? There's a, there's a thing such oh as guilt weight. Oh my God. So if you're a Should dad, just, you know, I really you want this, but I can't have it. And you don't, God. and if you don't like wasting food like me, or you just like leftovers in general, and you just, you can't really control yourself. I just kind of <laughs> ate everything that Olivia was like, hey, I want like a lot of spaghetti, but like, cool, I'll make a lot breakfast. of spaghetti. Yeah. Always breakfast. She would be like, yeah, I want ooh. a huge breakfast. To make a huge breakfast, she would eat just this much. Like, I can't but like, I was going so to lose that weight just food? because I knew how to lose it. Like, I knew my body. I like. Look at you, bro. It. I'm happy for you. No, no, that's the thing. You know, it's easy. Like, once you learn how to do it, like, that's the thing I feel like that's cool with you is, like, you've made a giant jump already in your deadlift. Like, that's a I got to weigh myself before I leave your house. Yeah, that is okay. a big jump in your deadlift. And, like, if you just continue going yeah. down that path, like... I'm trying to break four hundo. That's what I'm yeah, trying to do. Four hundo, and I'm trying to. I think yeah, that I could. Four hundred five is my one. My one rep max. And I think right long, long term, I could get close to three uh, mm-hmm. something squat. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I could break three on squat easy. Yeah. I want you to look on your app store real quick. Thighs? What? Yeah, right. <laughs> look on app store real quick and find a uh, an app called Renfo. Renfo. R e n p h o. Yeah, download that because we got this scale that you're going to step on and you're going to go want to go buy one of these scales afterwards because it it tracks all sorts of data based off of Renfo like... Renfo for Renfo scale? So it's getting yes. a little advertisement. Like it's Renfo, pretty dope. it's a smart scale you have. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is so dope. Oh, cool. It tracks so much like great BMI stuff. and stuff. Cool. Yeah. This Fantastic. is the only place I ever weigh myself is right? in your house. Yes, perfect. <laughs> if you go to like Total Nutrition or Max Nutrition, they actually have a BMI machine in there. If you oh, want to go I don't in know there, it'll stand in there and it measures you. Yeah, That's actually that good. I, that. I like it because it measures like... If you especially have injuries, um, I broke my knee. So like when I went in there, I, I like to get my measurement to see if my leg's heavier than the other. Oh, yeah. So that's a good way of saying it. It sees if like your right arm's heavier than your left arm. And that's important to know because yeah. like there's a range. If one arm's heavier than the other, you are more than likely to hurt yourself. And it's actually more common than people think. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because if you have your, your spine, there's everything that you do, all your ligaments, you have a and dominant all this stuff, right? Side. All this stuff right. is all, it's all tied to your spine, right? So when you have a dominant side versus a, Non-dominant. Uh, non-dominant. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, w- if one gets too stronger than the other, yeah, you compensate. like, yeah. the strength yeah, of those muscles side. and things on one side or the other can yeah. pull one way or the other. Right. And you can end up with shit like lower, chronic lower back pain. Yeah, that's because you're too with, yeah. unbalanced. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I broke my knee when I was in the military. So I had to compensate. My I broke my right knee, so I had to compensate with my left leg. So my left leg got really strong. And my yes. right leg got a little weak, really weak. Uh-huh. I know my that left leg story was compensating. Well. Yeah, my uh, my oh, left yeah, knee a- kind of took a lot of pressure from that, and now my left knee is all goofed up. So like have these injuries and having to work around them, I feel like my form is getting better. That's another cool thing too. Like yeah, working around it. That's um, good. Fuck, I don't remember how we got on this. I just asked you about working. Oh, yeah, because there's so many things you could do without, like, necessarily thinking of yourself as a personal trainer and yeah. like, having to get go through the state certification program and all right. this stuff. Like, you can still 
make a living these days on the internet being Absolutely. who you are with with people. Absolutely. So just tuck That's that away. That's something I would talk about almost often is like um, college education versus like, yeah, yeah. Like you, workforce. To, oh, yeah. to that point and, and to yours, you could almost even have a uh, more prevalent and relatable internet presence because you have fluctuated weight and you have the ability to fluctuate weight um, that if you were to gain 40 pounds or whatever, just as an example, that's a lot of weight, but if you were to gain 20 pounds, right, because that's more reasonable and you were on YouTube. You're like, I gained 20 pounds. Oh, you know, doing this and this and this. Like I was like eating poorly the last couple months. And I've been like, I've been really into pasta. You know, it's like, I've been eating a lot of carbs, like whatever, but now like I got to get off that. So I'm going to do what I can. Like, I'm going to show you guys what I'm going to do to get these 20 pounds off to get back to where I was at. You know what I'm saying? So something to consider. Cause if that's um, not an every man's story, I don't know what is. That's, and I, so, I live, I live across the alley from you and my whole deal. I mean, I want to be healthier because I have a kid. I also, my biggest struggle is like my gut, you know? Yeah. I know, like, I had decent arms and stuff when we came in. My legs have always been good ever since I played football, but like, you know, there's. I just, nothing happens. Everyone has it. It's just it, small, it's exactly. just small little oh, yeah. stuff. And it's and Jordan like said it. to me today, like, I was standing in the kitchen waiting for my stuff out of the dryer and she was like, like your waist is more defined. Fuck like, yeah. you just can see where it starts more clearly. And remember, and remember that you know? and let that motivate. Yeah, that's that's yeah. like the best thing. Like once you take a little bit of progress and you become addicted to that, and that's what that's what you feed off. Well, of. and that's all. Sooner or later, you'll be like running like three miles. I'll show it. you when we're done. But like my my shoulders and shit are yeah. Jack, yeah, bro, they're ripped up. They look fucking yeah, great. I can't would be yeah. love to have you in there, man. I'd like to see. You. Yeah, I live right I'll across come, the alley, I'll bro. Come by. Yeah, I and we, you, you know. If, dabbing up and shit and then fucking lifting up and it's fucking that's yeah. like that's the way to there's, that's the way to live i'd say man, there's so many aspects of life that are just you know that much better when you're just smoke a little weed lifting's yeah. one of those things i pr'd really really fuck <laughs> yeah bro this guy squatted 285 and he was just like gonna burst his eyeballs out but he I got it and then know? i was like i shouldn't have done that really <laughs> that was <laughs> that that I PR'd. the 355 that i deadlifted i was high as balls <laughs> i was just Dabbing, uh, yeah, because yeah, it kind of makes out. you like focus on one thing. That's yes, kind of a good yeah, thing. breathing, and I yeah, just being able to breathe right into the belt, you know, and mm-hmm. like tighten your core. And like I, I was telling you, like I know that I, I did a fucking heavy lift when my core hurts yeah. afterwards. Like when I had to just, I had to squeeze so hard in my core that it not even in my back, my front hurts. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I. That's know. the beauty of like yeah. heavy lifting. Is like, my front hurts this morning. Yeah. What I'm saying, yeah, I yeah. fucking. Everything's tight. Like I was telling before, he like does a lift. I'm like, everything's tight. Yeah, yeah. like your back, your glutes. Like when he's benching, we, his legs are tight. We show. Yeah, yeah, he showed me this thing for you know the Mark and Chris Bell, right? The Bell Brothers. They make uh-huh. like a bigger, stronger, faster, all that shit. He, they showed me a video of them benching, right? And you you grab onto the bar and you put your feet up on the bench and you lift like your entire body up <laughs> off the bench. You compress your shoulders you and then contract your scapula. Yeah, and then lay, lay back yeah. down onto the bench so it's oh. already tightened up so that when you lift, your whole body's already tight. You plant your feet and you're no. squeezing. And you're I, anchored I, down I and benched it. another 25 pounds yeah. once I started doing that. A lot of people, see a lot of people, it's they sell themselves short as stuff. Like when they go to the gym, weird. a lot of people are afraid to go heavy. 
Like a lot of people, like especially a lot of girls, that's something my wife likes to do. She's like, oh, man, it's too heavy. I'm sorry, babe. She's going to listen to this and be like, oh, my God. She's just so I don't sound like that. <laughs> However, we like doubled her weight. We love you, weight. Olivia. We love yeah, you. Yeah, I love you. I love you, babe. But like we doubled her weight, like her jump. Like she was deadlifting like more than her body weight within like a week. And it wasn't easy because like she kept on arguing with herself like, oh, this is too much weight. That's too much weight. But like she probably won't get, she finally got over that mental like threshold and pushed herself. And now she's pulling like more than her body body weight so kind of like that's a lot of people if you are getting in the workout routine don't be afraid to like go past like your pain threshold. fuck yeah bro i weigh like 230 and i did like then you can like donovan and pull like an extra 100 pounds like within (sighs) a week yeah and he has a lot of raw goddamn strength too yeah thank you sir fuck yeah built like a linebacker right out here hustling bro you out there yeah what dn bro i want him to stay in keyboards like when his kid becomes of age like we can train up our kids oh man he he, yeah he woke up yesterday like a baby jordan brought him into the garage and i was trying to get him to lift up this bar so bad and he was putting his hands on it but he wouldn't like Try and, and like, I was like, I was in the middle you know? of doing stuff, and I kept on looking over. Yeah. I was just like, Is he gonna do it? You got it, bro. I'm like, You can do it. Like, it's only 45 pounds, you can lift up one end. Like, you can son do about it, bro. Death with this weight. And I was he like, is just he was thinking about kid. it too. It was just so cute. He was like, ah. His max right. right now is about one Costco gallon of milk. Ooh. <laughs> A whole gallon, bro, lifted up. Yeah, pull it out of the fridge. It's a monster. Guy weighs 30 pounds. 30 pounds, my son. So yeah. you're just, you're now like just trying to get yourself set up so that when the boy comes of age, you can be at his level. I'm right? trying to know when he's a sophomore that he's going to be a five star recruit when he's a senior. Ooh. That's what I'm, that's where that's, we're trying to, and I don't, I'm, retirement plan. I'm, there's a million people like, I cannot believe that he has that unhealthy outlook on his son. And I, I would never force him to do anything. Ideally, he would love football as much as I love football because I love football and I loved playing football. I thought it taught me so much and it still oh, yeah. teaches me so much. I think it has so much to offer. It's very dangerous and I would absolutely do it in the safest way that we possibly could for him. He doesn't need to tackle until he's like close to high school. You know, you can get all of the fundamentals in and mm-hmm. all of the strate- the strategery and the, uh, <laughs> that's a, a Mario Kart term or Mario Party term. Um, and, <laughs> Um, You can learn all of that through flag and touch football. But as far as safe tackling, safe hitting, safely playing that game, you have to learn how to hit. You know, so at a certain point, especially before college, when you're playing against dudes that are over 300 pounds, you need to, yeah, you need to know how to be safe. Exactly. So there's lots of options, you know, and it's rugby from what I've heard seems to be a lot safer because they're not wearing helmets. You know, they're way more protective of their heads because they're not wearing helmets. They recruit a lot of rugby players because especially kickers kickers and stuff to the smaller ones yeah like a sport like mma where like okay these are two professionals that are going to try to kill each other now savage yeah. and then at the end of it they're gonna both get they're both going to get up walk away shake hands and leave unless yeah. one of them gets knocked out he'll but, get up eventually but he could easily kill the other person if he wanted to like yeah. necessarily like why so you have the person there to stop it no yeah. no no it's done exactly <laughs> he's yeah. asleep it's like, with football it's kind of the same thing you could be a 350 pound mountain of flesh and charge full bore into somebody right. and tackle them around the throat and it would kill them right probably you know what i mean so there's safe ways to do that and it's nice that we know that now. Right. Yeah, but, with technology and stuff, but still like TBI. Like, yeah. It, it, there's oh, yeah. So much yeah. you can do in, in that kind of sport. But I think part of 
in a CTE, like I mean, CTE, they're, yeah. you know, you're, they're showing that even just from playing soccer and heading a soccer ball over mm-hmm. and over, you can give yourself CTE. It's just yeah. anything, any type of repeated brain trauma, you can develop CTE over. And that's a kind of, of like a little bit more towards like the aspect I was going to try to hit at. It's like at the end of the day, you have, you know, football is still readily kind of referred to like this and then, you know, fighting and stuff, obviously, because it is what it is. But it's like, the reason I think those sports are probably so incredibly disciplined, right? And you have a lot more of that hardcore um, kind of team mentality that's mm-hmm. built and this cooperation and this understanding of like a leadership chain and where you are as a team. And now you as a team have to strive and do everybody has to perform like on point to get the victory, right? Right. There's not that many sports that actually like at least when I was growing up that were like that. Mm-hmm. I never did football, but that's it's football. I don't think has really changed necessarily. It's always like that because there's always been that danger aspect. Yeah. So I think fighting is probably that way too. You think of the discipline in fighters, the discipline in football players. You don't really have that when you start hitting baseball, golf, like all these other different. They can be aren't necessarily more. Like, yeah, they can be more individualistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, especially with all the baseball I mean, guys, even that I soccer work with, too. You know, it's like that is a game right. that. It, for those that the uninitiated will say that people that don't watch or haven't played soccer, like soccer is a 110% a team sport. Everybody's got to play their shit and you always Some have to Some of the best act. athletes that there are 100%. as far as actual athleticism, I mean, to, mm-hmm. for, to have that type of endurance um, is... But it's kind of like... Cannot be understated. It's like basketball is probably the same type of thing too. Like there's... All, every member of that team plays a very, very important role, and if you're not striving towards that, you know that ultimate role in that position, your team's probably not going to win, right? Right. But at the same time, the game is so individualistic because it it relies on one person with a with the ball to make the point, right? And so you kind of lose sight of the rest of that teamwork that's going on same right. in soccer. Right. So it tends to be seen as like, yeah, it's just one on guy TV. who's really fast, jumps around and scores, you know, whatever the fuck. But like the teamwork that is still heavily, heavily inlaid in football, I think helps kind of make up for some of the more this is obviously my opinion at this point a little bit, but a little bit more of those like traditional value type things, mm-hmm. reliance in, in other people and kind of like, mm-hmm. you know. Teamwork. Uh, yeah, but, but it's still yes. like a, it's a heavy meritocracy and like mm-hmm. all those kind of more traditionally things. Not everybody gets a trophy and shit. And that's, like, that's still pretty sacred in football because of how dangerous it is. And, that's and ins- it used to be the other fucking sports were the same way. Yeah. But it, not so much anymore because you can fuck with those sports because you're not going to die playing soccer for the most part, right? You know, but you might die in football if you don't know how to play football. One well, in football that's instilled very young, right? And I can provide a great example when we were in when I was in junior high. Um, Rob fucking Howard. I just saw that guy like two weeks ago. Hadn't seen him in years um fucking howard sorry um so yeah no no, i went to yeah so if you're listening rob shout out um he like ron fucking burgundy yeah ron Ron fucking burgundy Burgundy. it's the fucking catalina wine mixer (laughs) um he he was the quarterback of our junior high football team and i remember very very vividly um being 13, 14 years old, you're not as gracious as you are when you're an adult. And, yeah, right. um, we like played really well 
our freshman year. Um, and so we just, you know, just did well. And, um, one particular game that we were having trouble, the offensive line was not doing a very good job being able to stop the defensive line. It was just struggling. Rob was taking a lot of abuse. It was, was like, yeah. Um, and he was accosting the offensive line. Just fuck you guys. Do your fucking job. Like, why, you know, why aren't and you're you like 12 or 13? We were, we're freshmen. So we were 14 okay. or 15. So we were, you know, it was not unheard Still. of. We certainly were all swearing. It was not, you know, not that I um, disagree with it. I'm just noting that yes. that is happening to those level um, of individuals. And this is not Rob. This is no reflection on who he is today. He is a. Yeah, I actually even agree just with from that. in high school, he yeah. is a much different person than who we knew in high school. Rob Kids Howard lack is lack of discipline by all they accounts. They need a discipline. A yeah. fantastic yeah. human being, a fantastic father, a fantastic husband. Rob mm-hmm. Howard's a great guy. Sounds um, like it. Only junior high, right? So, and they just did not take well oh, to yeah. that and they were when they lined up on the next play they were very clear to the players on the other team like we're not going to block you we're not going to do that so we're just going to stand up and you do whatever you know you're going to do because Rob Howard is being a dickhead That's and, not, and it's wow. not damn and yeah and so for just just that series, maybe not even the whole series, maybe just two plays in a row. Okay. You know, he took abuse. He got the shit kicked out of him by like four wow. dudes all at the same time because the guys in front of him were so we're not going to block for you if that's how you're going to act. And it's like, okay, word. You know what I'm saying? And shortly after that, oh, that, he was the quarterback? He was the quarterback. Yeah. Oh, Rob, uh, yeah, yeah. Rob I'm Howard. Like under the no. that he's a coach. No, 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 no. Totally missed that part. Students being a coach. No, Rob Howard, we went to school with him. He, was, he was the quarterback of the team. Mm-hmm. So Rob Howard was taking abuse because the offensive line was struggling. Yeah, went a little yeah. too far. Yeah. After yeah, having been a approach. dickhead about it, they were like, well, fuck you then. So, so that's instilled. Very early. That yeah, even there's even a hierarchy there. Even yeah, if it social isn't, hierarchy. even if it isn't a team wide thing, the mm-hmm. players in their respective positions know exactly what their position is. The offensive mm-hmm. line knows without us, yep. he he has no time to do anything. Oh, Whether yeah. he's gonna hand the ball off or try and throw it, yep. if I'm not gonna do my job, he has no chance of yep. doing his job. Whether we're good yeah. players or not. Yeah, so even if it isn't of a cohesive group nature that you understand how important every role is, you understand how important your role is because yes. you're doing it. Exactly. And so it's very easy to see that it's a team sport because yep. you can just choose not to do your job and the team will fail. Oh yeah. If even even if you're just one of the three receivers or two receivers if you're not doing your job, the team will not be able to play effectively. Yeah, so that's probably one of the reasons why football is still one of that, like it's still at that level. Yeah. You know, it's why it's so intense. Like it's taking over the culture, like Texas. Yeah. College yeah. football and shit. I mean, it's, it's so a lifestyle. Intense. Like those athletes are, yes. those at, that, oh, yeah. that level of athlete, that's a different caliber of human, man. When like, mm-hmm. Those NFL athletes, too. Yeah, those are different humans. Those are some giants, man. And they, they, they put millions of dollars worth of like stuff into those guys for a reason man yeah. oh my god let me pause sports for five <laughs> seconds because there's no fucking way that you know this and i doubt that you know this because you don't really watch sports do you like it at all no i'm not really so just patrick guys. mahomes right okay. you know patrick mahomes is right he's yes. he's the quarterback for the kansas city chiefs chiefs won the super bowl last year defeated san francisco signed a contract extension last week right 
for 10 years, which is, to my knowledge, the longest contract in NFL history. To my knowledge. As a quarterback? Right? As a quarterback. They're trying he's, to Brady. He's 24 years old. Do you want to know how much money this contract was worth? Oh, please. 10 do you, years. Do you want to guess first or do you next, want me to just tell you? Because this is the next Tom Brady. You're going to need to tell me because I have. 24. You know me and NFL. 24 money. years old. He, I mean, by in all regards, one of the greatest quarterbacks, certainly top mm-hmm. three Can you quarterbacks. Imagine being that right age now. and having that like that. Oh, dude! Like, no. Here, this no. is an option for you right now because you're a genetic so, like a ten, advantages in ten your hard year work. contract extension. When it's all said and done, mm-hmm. this contract oh, God. is worth five hundred and three million dollars. Oh. Can you imagine me at twenty four? Be like, hey, does this sound good? To you? Yeah. With cool. yeah. so yeah, half yeah, a billion yeah. dollars, right? With half a billion dollars, twenty-four yes. year old. Twenty-four. What would you do right? with that money at twenty-four? And man? the injury Richie guarantees, Rich, which stuff, the injury guarantees, are a hundred and forty million. What? So That's so badass. he could break his leg tomorrow and not play a single down, still get a hundred forty okay, million dollars. Yeah. get my money still. That's yeah. baseball shit. <laughs> That's baseball shit right there. That's unheard That's of. Awesome, my mind man. is fucking below five hundred three yeah, okay. million dollars. You say five hundred million dollars? Like yeah, yeah. you know you half say, a no, no, billion. That's more than a so half a billion dollars. Yep. He also he he also. Speaking of happy linemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine when he's gonna buy them, right? And he so this this year prior to signing that extension, he was still on his rookie contract. I think I think it was gonna be his fourth year, maybe his fifth year of his rookie contract, and he was gonna make like eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's awesome. Less than a million. He's gonna now make forty five million dollars. So like season. that's the thing like that I think about Over, like, like fifty times what you were gonna make in one season you're now gonna make in one season. So looking at your I, son I like <laughs> like your son obviously probably is gonna have genetic like a really good athletic and that's he's gonna be an athletic kid and you that's like, exactly just looking at your son up from like that's gonna be an athletic kid and that's why I strive for that for him because that's a scary thing to him as a as I feel like as a father you know like one deciding the, like what sport to put him in <laughs> and I know that, one that's of the first you worry things, about too daunting yeah one of the yeah, first things um, to be successful in every facet possible yeah <laughs> daunting one yeah. of the first things I said to my coworker when I found <laughs> out about that that it was that much first. money I said can you imagine what he's gonna do. For the country with that money, you know, because you don't, you don't need five hundred million dollars to yourself. You it's don't. Not you just can't gonna sit in a bank no, somewhere. He, he also are he also has endorsement deals with a private jet company, Adidas. I mean, there's Head and Shoulders. There's you know tens of companies that he already has endorsement deals with. Rob Gronkowski, for, when he retired, had not spent a single cent of his NFL money. He had lived off of solely endorsement money the entire time he played mm-hmm. in the NFL. Awesome. And now that he's so, coming back, I mean, I'm sure he's going to do the same thing. But right? um, my Smart point, man. right, is is I said I said even if he doesn't do something for the country, imagine what he's going to do for Kansas City. Yeah, just you the, know the local just economy, for his town, because at minimum. He'll have $140 million mm-hmm. to improve his life and the life of the people around him. Do you know how many and people that's... are going to make a shit ton of money off of whatever house he builds, whatever property he buys, yeah. whatever uh... stores he starts to go to? Not to mention the fact that it's 2020 and you can buy anything online. The amount of 
internet businesses that are going to make a shit ton of money off him, and he's going to just improve the life of everyone that that works in in the economy wherever he goes. And that's because something... he just has this wallet, right? That he gives right. to the rest of us. That's, that's and that's called trickle down economics. That's yeah. something that Jordan and I talk about consistently when we talk about like this show you know that one of the things that i look forward to um look forward to and not look forward to about owning a business is being able to provide people hire people pay people uh-huh. what they feel like they're worth more than what they're worth so that they can provide a good source for us or a good resource for us and also provide for their families i yep. i look forward to having the means to give back to my community in an extremely relevant way you know i know you wouldn't that's why i support you guys and that's what i dream for for Mm -hmm. my kid to have to be in a position like that Mm -hmm. to have every opportunity and no excuse not to help your community you know like Mm -hmm. when when you're if i was patrick mahomes dad i'd be like yo that's this is the greatest thing anybody has ever done in the world of football Uh i can't wait to see what you do for your community that you know yes like that's that's it instilling your son and i have i have no doubts that his dad is doing that or that patrick Mahomes is thinking that right but it's especially when he's 24 years old it is still so on the parent to help guide their kid with that much power that much responsibility that much influence to ensure they're doing the right thing mm-hmm. you know and i that's all that i hope for my kid to have the means to do all the good that he wants in the world you know, and one of the best ways in America is by having unlimited sons of money and not Jesus. being a piece of shit, you know. Yeah. And so I also I would love for him to be excellent and be renowned countrywide, you know, for just, mm-hmm. oh, this is my favorite football player is Dax Phillips. He's he had this many tackles last year, this many yards, this whatever, you know. But this this is that's how things get done in this country. And when you're provided with that much capital, that many resources, you have no reason not to do something absolutely dumbfoundingly incredible. Yeah. And actually, I, on that note, I'm um, asked you this question before, but this is something I was always wondered. Like knowing you had a podcast, I was like, I was wonder what would happen if, like, all right, I'm gonna ask you this question. Right? Mm-hmm. Say tomorrow morning you get a phone call, and this guy's like, "Hey, this is Jamie. Yeah, wonder if you come on the show." Oh, fuck so yeah, I'd like to talk to you. What would be the first thing you did if I'd you got like, that phone call? I'd be like, first of all, I'd be like, you fucking with me? No, I was like, Wait, no. What? No. I'd be like, I'd be like yeah, we're, uh, I'm, I'm like 99% sure we're so, available. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> knowing, let me, knowing let me, that, let me get that you Dawn on the line up. real quick. Yeah, knowing that, now knowing that, knowing that you are going to blow up, that you are going to yeah. be in the media spotlight, mm-hmm. what are, what are the first things you're going to do? He kind of went like towards like going and being a lawyer. The first thing I said, yeah, I said, well, the he first thing I would do, I would, I would get a lawyer. Yeah. He, oh, get a lawyer. I, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Very first thing, if I knew, right, if I knew for certain, we were going to come yeah. into an enormous sum of money. That was a question yeah. I've been dying to ask. Like, the so we'll say, like, very like, first thing is, like, I would retain got, a lawyer. Yeah. You got the like, golden ticket. Spotify Boom. just came to us with that $100 million right. Joe right. Rogan deal. Yeah. What do you do? I yeah. would retain a lawyer. 100%. The very first thing, lawyer. lawyer. I am so stupid. Please help me. Yeah. Yeah. I am kind of just like beyond dumb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> lawyer will obviously give you all the things that you need to do and step two, what would be the next So what would you want to do with that newfound Power. Success. Yeah. Power. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. So my my yeah my answer I guess would be that was the second that, thing that, I said. That was the second thing I said was LLC. Yeah. I said a lawyer because I'm j- retain one because I don't know what I need it for yet. I yeah. don't have a contract yet, but it's coming yeah. down the pike. I'm gonna find a lawyer I like and I'm gonna say yeah. just hold the fuck on. 
because I'm going to call you in like five days and I need you to look over something. Right. So that's number one. Number two, let me set up a legitimate business so I have somewhere to put all of this yeah. money. So, yes. This all one, happens in one day. <laughs> because you literally could do it in a few hours. Yeah, it would so not take long. Step one. Hire a lawyer to set up an LLC legitimate, right? <laughs> And then step two, like what would you really do? I would, I would build a facility – to which we would be able to do what we do here. Oh, we would have the greatest every office. day. But I mean, like it, you know. And it would also it would be like in my dream, it'd be kind of like this this hybrid thing. Like we have what we do here, and we have journalists out in the field. We have correspondents. I mean, we have people that live in fucking DC that live on the hill that we could get the verdict level style we call every day with people you know, that are on now. the hill right yeah, yeah. like that's that's our own journalists one in the white house in yeah. the daily press briefing one that is there we have actual yeah. salt of the streets journalists on the ground i would not be opposed to setting up a special on the hill podcast side cheat side gig that's going on where those whoever's there sits down with all Does these representatives yeah. and all this stuff and they just and that's what we do right so but at the same time, like I want to hire – one of my biggest problems about the area that we live in is the single most – you know, the single biggest employer by far in the county is the federal government. By like a million percent. I don't – that's cool. That's cool that the government can offer jobs to a community like this. What happens mm-hmm. if the federal government decides to move the bases somewhere else? Do we have what – essentially happened around the turn of the century when we had like um or turn of the millennia and stuff when all of a sudden we started to retract away from our own manufacturing and all these like timber industries and all the mill companies that were on rivers and stuff and the mills were big towns and all this stuff they they died overnight when all of a sudden we didn't need to do that anymore like what would happen if if the federal government left washington state I, I want to create an economy, a local economy where that is not necessary and through its existence creates more educated individuals that are knowledgeable of their, their God-given rights, whatever, whatever you want to label you put it, your inalienable rights, that you know exactly where you are compared to the government, that, that helps out people in need. You know, we rely on the federal government to do the charity work that we as individuals should be doing for our friends and neighbors. We don't do that. So I want to get involved in charity work. I want to get involved in in the uh, sort of acquisition of property that should not be owned by the state, but that should be owned by the people in which we can open up all these new avenues to create things like skate parks and like places for, for kids to hang out and learn skills or and even do just cool places shit. for people to hunt. I mean, I'm always there. Yeah. The fucking timber companies shouldn't be the only ones that own our public fucking land, but that's the kind of level that I would want to do with that kind of power. That's what I would want to do. And I, th- I think that's generally reflected of what, where we're at. You know, we want to better the community. We want to better America. And we just want to make a living. It's kind of what we want to do. And it, it's just, it helps that if you can make people more informed and better individuals along the way. Maybe. 
Yeah, we're close. Yeah, yeah, close. yeah. We've um, discussed this a yeah, lot. Yeah, the, over the only years. thing that I remember from our my conversation with John was like really the lawyer. Like I was like mm-hmm. I, the first thing I'm gonna do is get a lawyer. Yeah, um, but certainly long term the uh, the journalism aspect 100. percent I have why yeah. we have always shared <clears throat> the view of wanting to for us to have like a daily show week daily show oh of you know an hour hour and a half or so that we're doing every day from information we're getting from our reporters throughout the country yeah. on stories that they're reporting on so that we can hear from them and then gather from other sources the what we can um, and then. F- Community involvement has always been an aspect of mm-hmm. what we've talked about. Because you um, just make you just make the world a better place when you do that. When we're both from here, you know, yeah. and we have we never were like I can't wait to sign a contract and then move and start an office in California. Like mm-hmm. we're always like well, I can't wait to buy a huge chunk of land outside of city property to build an enormous building to do all of these things in you guys are, and then do whatever the fuck else we want there. Yeah. And I don't think community. that that's awesome. Um, unless it was absolutely necessary. Yeah. I don't think that we see ourselves locating out of Washington, maybe to Seattle if like we had to, to record or something, but I don't see any reason why we would not be able to maintain our own office. Mm-hmm somewhere in Kingston or you know what I'm saying something like I mean, that that I got my eye C-Bec. on a piece of 318 acre property in Chelan County so might have to start a ranch one day that's that's the goal that's the goal for the wife and I yeah um, I'll and show I you some places to look I, I did chickens. some research yeah. last week yeah mm. but uh, yeah I just think that's and to bring it all the way back to Patrick Mahomes I think that's it would be nice to hear all of these people that get these fat contracts. Like, have a what are you gonna do, bro? Yeah, I know you're gonna play football for the next yeah. ten years. That's awesome. We're excited to see you here. But like, what else are you gonna do? Well, in their defense, most of them do some type of community activity. It is very just true. Not there's there is. So let me put this in perspective. Almost for every you. football player I've ever come across. Let me let me put this some kind of charity. Let me put this in perspective stuff. for you. There's 32 NFL football teams, right? Mm. And there are 53 players finalized on each roster at the beginning of every year. So 53 times 32 is whatever the fuck number that is. It would be super super hard, especially because the NFL does not have their own devoted media agency. It is. Is ESPN. Oh. So there are 1,700 players active in the NFL when the season starts, right? <laughs> NFL doesn't have its own media agency. It has ESPN, yeah. uh, Bleacher Report, all of the new, the sports news agencies there are. Yeah. Plus every other sport there is going on at that time. And football's in the fall. So basketball's going on. Hockey is going on. There's baseball's going on. There's a bunch of other sports happening at that time, mm-hmm. right? So super hard to cover anybody other than people who like the the superstars jj watt right when the hurricane happened in houston over a hundred million dollars he was able to collect from donations to help houston yeah. right it's only shit like that that they can cover there are people stuff. and if you only make right i mean the nfl average look look up what the nfl average salary is for me colin or i'll do it if the nfl average ever, salary. nfl average salary because it's around a million dollars it's really not very much right, you know Chitanya, you can so, wait, 
Yeah. And so it's, you know, if all you can afford to donate is $10,000 to $2 million a year year is the average NFL salary. So if all you can afford to donate is maybe $100,000, right, a year, which is to us is a substantial amount of money, substantial, but compared to over $100 million or $500 million, it's a minuscule amount of money. There's almost no point in reporting on it. You know, as shitty as that is. I think, and you think, and John thinks, and I'm sure both of our oh, wives think, that there is immense value in noting that over $100,000 were donated to X organization yep. for X cause. But if you're Drew Brees, for example, oh, right? yes. just for example, if you're Drew Brees and you're pro-life and you Perfect donate $100,000 to some to a pro-life organization no one wants to cover that because then you just look like a piece of shit who wants to take away women's rights even if you're just devoutly religious and think that it's murder i feel like donating right? a dangerous so, thing to do in dangerous world. game yeah. dangerous game especially Publicly yes. like so I, I bet there's even more like to that fact to donating publicly i bet yeah. there's even oh, yeah. more that donate anonymously that just don't even want to be tied to it for oh, yeah. one reason or another they like don't, in, you know in most states it's less than a hundred dollars to form an l an llc if you don't want to take any possibility of getting Word. any kind of public you know problems you start an llc L, oh my god why can't i see that llc, LLC called whatever the fuck, you know, incorporated LLC and you just you just start that company, you put in that amount of money and then that company makes a charitable donation to whatever cause you want to do, done. Who cares? Done. Right. So I I'm sure that that type of stuff happens all the time. Probably or does. donations through their agents, you know, or mm-hmm. through their parents or something, you know. Yeah. Right. If I didn't want to I don't know, you know, it, it might be hard for oh, me yeah. to donate to a Second Amendment agency or, or organization or something like that if I was an NFL player. So if I was like, Mom, oh yeah, I'm gonna give you a million dollars just you, yeah, just yeah. middle I'll send man you a million one hundred thousand. Middle man it on over to exactly. <laughs> middle man it on over to here, and no one is even yeah. going to have any idea. I bet so, that type of shit happens yeah. all the time. Social money, social money laundering. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. It's it's to keep you safe from cancel culture. You have to legally launder your money so that you can't be socially implicated for donating to something. Yeah, and that's a lot of like ifs, you know, but yeah, I, right, I'm right. sure that that type of stuff happens all mm-hmm. the time. I'm yeah. sure. You know? Oh, yeah. Especially if anybody is – you get to that point where you're actually in the public eye. It's like especially today, nobody knows what they're going to come after you for yeah. in the future. So I might as well just play it safe and let yeah. you create a shell corp that pays out all the money that I want to donate and all the good stuff. Let's a CYA cover my own ass. We'll just create a, a shell company to do all the good work that I want to do. And there's even so this is a another great example. Chad Ochocinco, right? Oh, used to play for the Bengals. Um, he there was like on Twitter a thread of different times that he had tipped. $35,000 or things like that because he's like on, you know, when I played this team and this, I got 350 yards or I, you know, I had 35 touchdowns this season. This fucking happened, this happened, whatever it is. He's naming off random facts. So I'm deciding to tip this amount of money, you know? So even if he's not donating to charity all the time, he's fucking giving away, doing something good, assuming that person's not a piece of shit that he's giving the money to, you know? Mm-hmm. He's doing good with his money in that way. Yeah. So that type of stuff I think happens 
consistently. Russell yeah. Wilson, you know, fucking goes to ch- goes to children's yeah. hospital like every week. Yeah. So that type of stuff happens in, in good many, many, many ways. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder that. I always wonder like what people would actually do with power. And that's like something I was always curious. Like I, I, I knew you guys, you guys always had good intentions. Yeah. Always oh yeah. I kind of forgot. That's how we started this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's it. Well, it's just, it makes sense, man. Mm-hmm. Like for you to have a better life, you want everyone around you to have a better life. Why would you not want to do that? Always if you give could? back, man. Yeah, it just it just makes sense to me. Absolutely. On every level. It's just I don't get it. Happiness we definitely isn't real unless it's shared. We yeah. definitely have a range at our office. hundred percent. Like how back comes in. Oh, dude. Yeah, we have yeah. we got a tactical range, we got a pistol range, we got a, yeah. a a long range range because, you know, sometimes I wanna know I can hit shit half a mile away just mm-hmm. because, you know. Yeah. Like that's that's how it works. In in the Boogaloo group. I count myself as the long range, you know, recon sniper. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I work good at that level. So we need a long range rifle range. Um, we need to have like metal shop, wood shop, which I would also want to bring in like local professionals that know how to do oh, that. Oh, fuck kind of yeah. Stuff. Work, and yeah. like just hold free classes at night and shit. Show people how to do this. To, anybody that wants to come learn how to like weld and like create cool shit because you can be incredibly artistic in something like welding or woodworking or something like that, but still have the backbone of being able to make money. Yeah. And you can just offer that. Yeah. Vocational training. Absolutely. You really wanted to boil it down and talk about it. That's something I probably want to do when, when the girls are, uh, when they go to school and my daughters Mm -hmm. go to school, if, if I can possibly like volunteer and teach, like, cause I, I, I'm a carpenter. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty handyman. I wanted to teach that at a school, like possibly, I'm also going to school right now. Um, I'm also going to become a licensed uh, carpenter. Like after all this whole thing blows over, that's what I'm. That's the plan. Yeah, that's something I feel like a lot of people need. That's something that needs to be promoted more. Is definitely like oh trade yeah, trade and stuff and like hundred percent. You ever listen to Micro? Talk about I do. Micro. I love Micro. Micro is one of the greatest Americans. Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. How are we doing on time? By the way, there. Two hours. Two hours. Okay, good. So we got some fuck around time. Um. Yeah, because that's something I've always – like, it's kind of weird to, to be in a position or in a society that's kind of grown to the level of control that our society is at this point, you know. And then by doing the podcast stuff, you kind of – you dive deeply into, like, the Constitution, and then you start to read things like the Federalist Papers, and then you start to realize that there's an entire – what essentially is a grouping of states or, you know, early states or colonies and stuff with all the same kind of political opinions that are going on at the same time as all the founding stuff is going on. And they're reading the same things. And there, there's literally even what they called, quote, false news at the same fucking time as they were writing these documents. And you can read like their different perspectives on all these different kind of like societal level issues that are going on today. And then you, you realize that you can interpolate kind of from their thoughts on those to their thoughts on, you know, how they get to the Constitution and the Declaration and the Articles and all these different things. And it is fucking fascinating to think about. But when you bring it all the way back to, like, the world that we live in now, like, all these things that we kind of been talking about, like, you you know, you have a, a gift for for fitness and just kind of like this healthy living kind of thing going on right now. Like, and your, your attitude and your personality is incredibly fucking addictive to be around. So, you know, I got the humble brag, but, uh, 
you know, the woodworking stuff, like carpentry and all this good stuff. Like, there's yeah. nothing. I don't think there should be anything in your way to stop you from doing that because you obviously have the skill level. You're open to learning as much as possible yeah. so that you could be better at whatever it is that you want to do and then to be able to carry that to the community that surrounds you so that they can be better off too. Yeah. Right now, you kind of live in a society and in a system that says, well, no, 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 you can't do that without a license. We Absolutely. have to exactly. make sure that you are okay to teach that. Yeah. Much less trying to apply as, as a, like a shop teacher at a school. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're you're limited in what you can do by a federally and With funding, everything. Federal funding, yep. approving of a state mandated curriculum that you have to teach. So, Whatever the fuck, like it's almost like this. I don't want to say corruption, but it's, it's if you think yeah. of it in its true terms of this corruption on liberty that has manifested itself all the way it's down. Control, it, it's, it's it, control. It is. It's a hundred percent control, and that it it's sad to me that yeah. those kind of barriers exist to us wanting to kind of do the things that we want to do. Yeah, right? let's like like my idea right now. Like that yeah. sounds like a good wholehearted idea. It's like, hey, 100%. I want to go to my school, to my daughter's school and teach everybody how to like yep. build stuff. That sounds nice, right? Can I do that and actually and like and actually do that? Probably not. By law? No. You probably have to go yeah. to college and get a an education degree at least in a two years and then you have to take whatever kind of professional exams and courses are involved to become a licensed certified yeah. state teacher so that you can teach at a state school that is funded by the taxpayers but we have literally almost nothing to do yeah. or no say in what happens in it what i can do is just like knowing that like in my in my dream world like where i can go in and like mm-hmm. help out and teach kids like hey you can do this like in mike rose like dream world where he's like pushing on like trades and stuff yeah. and like the high schools and kids are proud of work and stuff and you know blue collar jobs aren't like aren't really looked past yeah but uh I don't know. This is something I'm going to push on my daughters. Like I think about, especially as a dad. Like I think about like college for my daughters. Like mm-hmm. when, they, like we already started a fund. Like most parents do. They start a fund like from day one when the kid's born. Like I'm trying to get them a fund for college, and I'm thinking like, hey, is college exactly the best choice? What is college going to be in 20 years? Yeah. Like how? What does education look like? And I, we got to think about those things. Like what? What is college nowadays? Like what's is. Like, I feel like a lot of people are leaving college with degrees that are just useless. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can say that. We can say that. And I feel like with a society that is pushing for, like, pushing everyone to go to college. Like, in my high school experience, this is something that Don and I talk about, is sending, uh, as uh, homeschooling our kids. That's something he's thinking about. And same thing with me. is because there's this narrative out of high school that, like, you have to get a college degree oh, yeah. to become successful. And there would yeah. be teachers that joke around and leave you, like, on um, McDonald resumes if you fail the math test and stuff and it's like what a, yeah yeah that's something that happened in my high school that is fucked yeah so oh. <laughs> used to i had a fourth grade teacher who and this is you know i'm and not it's a blaming joke, but her the mentality this, that they're sending with yeah. it. she used to make jokes about you'll end up flipping burgers yeah. if you know you don't do this which is all in good fun it's a joke it's whatever but it also pushes forth the idea that if you do not have higher education, you cannot have a productive life, which yeah. 
You're going to be one of those people. And that worried right. me. Like, growing up, like, in high school, I had, like, anxiety. Like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Because I, 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 honestly, I struggled in high school, and then I joined the military. And then, I almost uh, joined the military because I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, I, that's I, what I, I did. I went yeah. that route. Yeah, 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 you did, too. And then I get out, and I just, like, you develop that maturity, and, get, and then I'm sure you, you try you college. guys. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you guys are way more established I like people I going to college if there's, like, a plan to it. Like, that's something I'm, like, when I go back, when I was going to school, I was become a physical therapy assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was getting that certification, and um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are going to college without a plan, and that's something 100%. that's always been in my head. Because I have a lot of friends right now that are graduating with degrees and stuff, and a lot of them are getting great jobs. Bro. However, there's a good percentage that are graduating and that are kind of like blaming, like society and the government that they can't get a job. Like they're blaming everyone but themselves with their shitty degree. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and now they have to pay off that loan and they realize that their degree is useless. Yeah. And that's scary. And it is a scary thing. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you've been told your whole entire life, like, Hey, you have to get this thing in order to be successful. Yeah. And now that you have that thing, that's not exactly the case. And I would be pissed off too. Yeah. Seen, Unfortunately, uh, I'd, yeah. I'd be more pissed off, like rightfully at the parents because they're the ones who did not tell you that, hey, you know all this stuff they're telling you at school about, like, you have to go to college, you have to do this. I want you to know that that's not necessarily the case. No. You can, for specific reasons, you can go just to better yourself and you better your knowledge about the world. And that's great. If you if you want to do that, and there is going to be a burden that is that is that comes to you with that. Right. And if that is a choice that you feel like you want to make, 100% go to town. But like, I feel like there's a lot of parents out there that should be telling their kids like the reality of what happens when you go to college. Well, absolutely. Not just the, the dream of what happens after college. Let me push back on that just a little bit. Please. Right. Um, for right now. I don't disagree with that because mm-hmm. that's the reality of the situation right now. But as far as a lot of the people that we're talking about are people my age, John's age, John is only one year older than me, you know, and Jordan went to school. We graduated school together. So I'm still the old man in the room. How old are you? Okay. 30. I'll be 33 in a couple weeks. So I didn't know until like a yeah. month ago that he was that close to my age. I thought um, he was beard. way closer to your That's age. That's ten years. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just found that out. Yeah. Um, I, say, I think but, the beard is relatively new since I saw you last. Yeah, yeah. But when we were growing up, and I've had many discussions with my mom about this, right? When we were growing up, it was still the reality from our parents' point of view that a degree was the way to get more money and have a better job. Mm -hmm. That was still the reality. So while I agree, there, I wish that my mom would have said, you also have the ability to do these other things. That was not the profitable way to live at that time. You could still make a bunch of money doing those things. But when my mom was in school and when she was taught the mentality of how to live, Mm -hmm. the best way to do it was to get a college degree and get yourself a better job. Because at that time, not as many people had them. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't as easy to access. There wasn't the federally secured loans and stuff like that. You weren't guaranteed a ticket to college if you could get into a school. You know, you still had to have money, still had to secure funding. Mm. It's not that way anymore. Anybody can go to college because anybody can get a federally secured loan. Right now, that's not the reality. When my mom was growing up, when she learned how to operate as a human being, that was the reality. So realistically, I'm looking at this thing being as young, relatively, as I am with hindsight and going, oh, you motherfucker should have known this. 
You should have seen this coming. I yeah. If everyone's going to college, college is meaningless. And so, but that seems yeah. relatively, yeah, in hindsight. So I don't disagree that's good, that's with either of you, but from my point of view, I look way more on the kids that went to school mm-hmm. because yeah. because I, I so, am I am that kid. Yeah. I'm 25 years old. So all the kids that I know that are coming back from school now mm-hmm. that have we we know there are three people that I work with that have the same type of degree that have the exact same job that I do. That's very true. And two of them I've worked there longer than they have. You know what I'm saying? That is not uncommon. That nope. there are no shortage of people that I know that went to school, got a degree, came back, work in the shipyard. Something yep. they could have done had they stayed here after they graduated, and they would be earning more money and have less debt overall. Even if they got a scholarship, they would have yeah. less debt. So, so at this point, really, I blame the individuals who one chose to go to college because uh-huh. I chose not to go to college because I did not want to get a federally secured loan because that's the only way I could have done it. I didn't want to get a Fed loan. I didn't want to get any loan. I didn't want to owe someone that much money without having a job. I also blame... A lot of people don't even understand what that is still. And that's that for that, I blame the, educa- the education system, but right. that's another discussion, right? I also blame the kids who chose to go to school for not, like you said, not getting a degree in something that will benefit you in the end. Because if Micro you have quote, a degree... Real fast. Yeah. Follow um, Micro Ogre, I think he said is... Um, don't follow your passions. Take them with you. And yeah. I feel like people go to college yes. with that mentality. They so, follow their passions. And then not only that, when they try to follow those passions and they realize that, like, hey, that passion's really hard to get to. And if you want to be a doctor, that's really hard. And a lot of kids realize, or a lot of students realize that, like, hey, I can't exactly be a doctor. I don't really have the mental yeah. capacity to do that. And, that's, and they downgrade. And they go back and, and they go into this other job that they're not exactly passionate for. And they kind of do this career not as good as they could. And I feel like we have a lot of that in today's world. We have a lot of people in job fields that they're not exactly, you know, wanting in the first place. Good mm-hmm. example, your dudes that with, your, with their degrees, that's probably not the job that they're hoping for out of right. college. And I don't... You know? I I, I don't know though. I could be wrong about that. And I'm not shitting on them at all because yeah. you know, I'm happy. Whatever, like but... I'm pro college. If you want to go there, like I'm in. I'm going to college and stuff, and I'm going there for the education. I'm really happy. The f- past few quarters, I'm going there for my own personal, like to like hire my education, and I have a plan for that though. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there are a lot of people who, and this is just to be clear, is not denigrating anyone's life choices. Yeah, uh, but there are a lot of people who choose to get degrees in things that do. Do not apply to practical occupations afterwards. For example, these are examples of degrees that, in my opinion, have very limited practical occupational application post-college education, right? A women's studies degree would have limited occupational application. Except within the university system itself. Limited occupational application, right? A communications degree will have limited occupational application. A degree in history will have limited occupational application. A degree in critical race theory will have limited occupational application. That is not to lessen the quality of these degrees or how much they mean or how hard these people had to study to get them. Because they still... That's a whole other discussion. I agree 100 At the end of the day, they still went to school for four years to get a degree. Even Even if we still think half the classes are bullshit... They studied for four years to get a degree that they paid however much money for, right? Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. what at the end of the them? day, does that 
give you a better chance to have an occupation that will provide you with a sum of money that will allow you to not only support yourself and your family, but do things that you want to improve your life, those around you and your community. And in a lot of those cases, those four, for example, that's not the case. Unless you're going to be an educator, those degrees are not going to help you in a lot of ways. For management, some of those things will help you in management cases, you know. But even then, that's experience you could get if you got a job at a high school, became a manager, yeah. and was a manager for three years. I have more management experience than you do with your communications degree because I've been a manager for three years. Yeah. Like, right? I know how to deal with people so, and how they work. Okay? So, again, yeah. I'm not saying those don't have value because those degrees – like many things in the world, have whatever value – this is going to sound so <laughs> shitty – have whatever value you place in them personally. Exactly. If those are things yeah. that you care deeply yeah. about, then yep. that is extremely important that you spent four years to study critical race theory to be as yeah. – Educated as you can be on that yeah. topic. But right? you can't be mad at the... That people don't yeah. want to give you a job because your degree doesn't mean shit to be an electrical engineer because you got a degree in fucking critical race theory. Absolutely. I would rather give the job to Carolina's dad, who at least has a fucking engineering degree, even if it's not being an electrical engineer. I'd rather give him the job than someone who has a degree in fucking critical race theory yeah. because it doesn't mean shit to mm-hmm. this job, even in the slightest. Horrible example, but just... You know what I'm saying? I get it, though. He com- so, so, com- so just comparing two people with degrees that even have limited application to the job, mm-hmm. I would rather give it to the guy who at least was some form of engineer than someone who's like, well, I have a degree. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. And it's so many and, people have them that yeah. it doesn't even matter anymore. People are just like, I, yeah. we prefer for you to have a degree. Well, because I think. Part of the disconnect in this higher education system, right, is this aspect and concept of you getting a job after you graduate, yes. right? Yeah. When I think – when you go in for a history degree, right, I would be down as fuck to go get a history degree. Fuck yeah, yeah I love Absolutely. history. Because yeah. that's – and so what would I do with my history degree? I wouldn't go out and try to find a job that requires a history degree. That might be kind of cool. Maybe work in a museum or some shit. But like at the end of the day – if I'm that passionate about a history, and if anybody has ever actually studied history before, you realize the vast majority of what you're going to do with history, study history is fucking study and write, write. about history. Yeah. Yeah. Write a book. So, hey, I really love it's history. I, I should. Yeah. I want to write books exactly. about what I think about historical situations and blah, blah, blah. So I go get a history degree to better myself and to better understand my knowledge and how to get yeah, exactly. and how to get to that knowledge. And then I'm going to go back out and apply my degree in my writing so that I can make money for my writing about history. You could do the same things with women's studies or critical race theory. I mean, white fragility and how to be an anti-racist, I think, are fucking proof positive that those two things can work if you go get those degrees. Mind you, that's a totally different. If you no, you're right. Isolated if you, system. If you get it in but, the right thing, you can use it as a cudgel against yes. other people that you have a degree in this thing exactly. that you've studied for X amount of time. But that disconnect of going to college to get a job is the wrong way to think about college. You need to go to college to get knowledge. 
You get knowledge, and then it's up to you to do whatever the fuck with it that you want to. Absolutely. Right? Like, I have more knowledge from my college. I do not regret my college 100%. education so far because yeah. I have gained knowledge that I use mm-hmm. on the today to today. Like, I, my, college, my college education yep. so far has been a positive experience because I actually use it. Some people are getting point. college and not benefiting really from that. They're learning mm-hmm. things that are useless, unfortunately. Oh, not yeah. all classes are exactly going to help you in real life. And, that's, and partially, that's the reality of it. That's partially a market failure, too, when it comes yeah. to capitalism. Because yeah, what absolutely. kind of business would require a piece of paper to show, I know X? Yeah. If anybody has gone to school... At all, you realize that you can forget shit that you go to school to learn. Even high school. Right? Yeah. What does that piece of paper show you other than at this one point in time, I had enough knowledge in this rough area given this curricula to have this level of knowledge in this specific kind of set of, you know, concepts and ideas. Right. But now I have to go to work and I have to apply that into a practical fashion there's no way to know whether my knowledge will transfer into the practical that this business owner will make money off of me because X reason, because I required a four year degree for whatever reason. I had a four year degree required for this or two year degree required for this job. Nothing to say that somebody that did not have a college degree could not do that if they learned, if they got the knowledge beforehand to do that specific job. Absolutely. So it's kind of a cascading systemic failure that just ruins fucking society yeah and then there, there are those degrees though that do definitely require their education like doctors yeah. and stuff and obviously like my wife's a great example very technical of that. De- yeah very technical jobs require very yeah. technical my training. wife's an accountant and you know she um she has her bachelor's i think in account <clears throat> accounting and she's an accountant uh grundens and stuff she loves her job and stuff and she's been thinking about going for a higher education shout out olivia yeah shout out to my wife olivia yeah. love you babe she's awesome yeah um, yeah, she's wanting to go for a higher education and she's definitely like a, like for her, that's someone I'd, I'd suggest college for. Like mm-hmm. most college students I see getting yeah. out, like I'd be like, nah, maybe hold off, you know, find out more about yourself. Like that's something that my mom tried to push on me. Like most, um, like mm-hmm. as a Filipino kid, my mom tried to push the whole nurse thing on me out of high school. Like how did, how did she surprise. tell you that, John? She straight up told me like, Jen, Jen, you should be a nurse. All your cousins are nurses. The nurse, they make plenty of money. You go do, do the classes. I had to get one pulled yeah, of out course, of it. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so of course, I was just like, I, I don't want to be a nurse. Like, there's no. nothing about being a nurse. Like, it's a great job. Yeah, I was like, yeah, possibly. Like, that sounds cool. But she, all she the was Filipinos like, are them. nurses. Yeah, all the Filipinos. And it's a great job. It makes sense. They're great at it. You know, Filipinos mm-hmm. bust their ass off. But it just Very it compassionate wasn't too. me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I went in the military instead. But like. That's, I'm very happy I went that direction. My -hmm. sister, she did kind of go for the nursing thing and it wasn't really her thing. And then she went, tried a different few things. And now she, she worked for Disney for a while and now she's working in filmmaking in Albuquerque, which is cool. And she, she was fortunate where she followed her passions, but that paid off in the long run. Mm -hmm. Like she was one of those few people that went to college and like her passion was filmmaking and she paid off. She did do the hustle and now she is finally where she wanted to be. And, you know, there are those people that do pay off and they do follow those passions. But a lot of people need to realize, like, even though you are following those passions, like my sister, that that job that she just got, like, wasn't a guarantee for her. She had to do a lot of, like, driving. She could have, like, gave up and, like, just went to, you know, weren't on, a, oh, another yeah. direction. Yep. But uh, that's something that a lot of college kids, I feel like, aren't really, to you know, willing to put in. You know, a lot of kids, I feel like in today's society, not a lot of people are really to put, willing to put in. And or even actually have the direction on where they want to go in life like it's almost like everybody's life is so individualistically 
you know, carved. Their path is so singularly carved by whatever decisions and choices they want to make. It almost seems kind of frivolous to assume that there should be a single path that everyone should be on during your entire adolescence so that you could be better off in the end. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't make sense. Right. No, I think that that, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense and that especially in the public school system, I would Mm -hmm. especially, and let me know if you agree with this, but especially having a son that in the next four or five years is, potentially entering the public school system i would like to have some form of comfort in the knowledge that when he gets to high school there will be people telling him you have any number of options when you leave here whether that is to try and get an internship while you're in school while you're in high school in a local company so you can work there when you're done or if you want to just get a regular job take some time off and find out what you want to do and you want that knowledge while you're in high school right you want that knowledge given to students while they're in high school certainly by the time they're in high school that makes sense right were you given that knowledge when you were in high school um no i wasn't exactly when, when i was in school there was still well just to finish this thought just i would like him to know and your daughters to know and all of the students that go through this school district and they're going to listen to this to, to yeah. know that there are other options that when they're there that there are other options yeah, that yeah. they're like I, I don't mean for them to know now but i mean when they're in school for them to be told by their advisors by their teachers that you can go to college if you want you can hang out here and work for a while if you want you can you can go to west sound tech if you want and you can learn some some vocational skills there and you can take those and apply them to a better job when you're done. You can just try and get onto a good job when you're done. Like you have these other options or you can go to school. You can like, I, mm-hmm. I and it's Did not you know those options when you were in high school. Not as viable. I options. did not. They, if, they were there. We, if I would have known a work that, workforce degrees in high school, I would have immediately jumped on. We, on that we knew about the alternative school, but the alternative school was built for kids who just, they couldn't go to regular school, you know, whether they were you know, so drug I, addicts I, I, or yeah. like our pregnant friend Haley had, was having a baby. So she went to the alternative school. So it was How still this like, Haley's great. She exactly. has a fantastic job. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, that was yeah, just, I have a lot of friends that did the same track yeah. and now they're like, oh, like they it were more living and now her. they're like complaining about everybody complaining about college. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're like, well, I'm a working man. Like, why are you guys I think like, the only other, and then like we knew about West Sound Tech, but that was also for like, oh no, like you, you know, you only really mm-hmm. want to go there if you're like a fuck up, like that's yeah. you know, only the fuck um, ups go to the, the, the old schools. I think the only yeah. other like viable alternative to regular high school was like Running Start. Like there, there was a big push yeah, for Running college. Start. Yeah, 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 doing college courses instead of high school courses. Um, that was, I think, the only other thing that like that's the good thing to do. If See, you're not going to do this, head, you should do this. Yeah, in my head, know. I feel like that's a, that's the problem. I feel like they should be promoting, definitely. When I was in Australia, when I was like, when I was 16, I vacationed over in Australia for a while, and I noticed in their high school, they kind of pushed trade off like at a very earlier age. Like in junior yeah. year, you can go with your dad to work, like junior year of high school, and go work with him as a boilermaker or a welder and stuff and learn that. If he has a trade, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Some that's something that you can actually use in the real world. Thing, yeah. Which is very yeah. cool, I think. And that's something I wish that we, that's, that's definitely an idea that I'd like to exercise with, you know, stateside. My feel is, is back the original way we used to educate our next generation, right? 
was generally these super small fucking boom towns out in the west and shit, right? right. With single schoolhouse, and you got a general education, and then you just did whatever it was that you were going to do, right? Yeah. Like, but we we've carried that kind of same mentality through now our systemic education to say like, well, yeah. By the time you graduate 12th grade, you've been in school for 12 plus years at this yeah, point, right? 13, 12 right? and a half, 13, yeah. 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 And That's so, a lot. But now you just have a yeah. good, you have a base general education. So now you can go up in the world and go figure it the fuck out. But we have this perception now that once you're done with your general ed, you just immediately have to take on this massive financial burden to go off to school so that you, you can learn you how to need more. Yeah. You so that you can more. figure out, yeah. you can actually go get a yeah. job now that will like, you'll be able to come out of college and get a good job versus if you just had one of those, you're going to be, if you get the somewhere. right degree at the time. Yes. Absolutely. And you well, move yeah. to the right area because even you, before you yeah. go that far, it's just that the elevation to go to college right. versus, once you're done with high school, you're just your gen ed's over, and then it's like, well, fucking good luck, buddy. Yeah, Peace. yeah, you know, absolutely. Like there's, yeah. there's no thought of starting your life at 18 when you graduate school. It's like really, it's like there's some hints of it. At least when I went, it was like, oh yeah, no, it's, your real life is about to start tomorrow. Like when you graduate tomorrow, like that's for real now. Like this right. is all just this. You just been in school. What I think that's part of why we still, I mean, even at like twenty five, you know, we still think of college kids as college kids. You know, yeah. they're not adults who are furthering their education kids. like we expect yeah. them to be. They're college kids, and if yeah. they, oh, you know, fucking people get raped and uh, you know whatever, <laughs> people get drunk and they drink too much water at a fucking frat party and they die because they were like, whoever can drink the most water gets into the frat, like. Shit like that happens all the time. We're like, kids will be kids, you know? Yeah. And like, well, but we're, they're also legal adults that we expect to act like fucking adults because well, when they're done, and especially in today's fucking cancel culture, because when, <laughs> when they're done, we're going to hold them to this standard that they can't uphold because we've expected them to be children this whole time. And whatever they fucking done, we don't give a shit. But if you, you know? weren't, if you didn't keep your nose clean, you better watch the fuck out because you might get canceled five years from now just when you're starting to get good money. Because we let you be a kid when you were 19. And I'm, I'm not saying that you should instantly, you know, be held to this crazy serious standard of like no mistakes. But there's like a certain license given when you're like, oh, kids will be kids. You know, yeah. you're allowed. When I was 18, I, that's not the point of view I got because I fucking stayed here and I had to have a job. I had to show up to work. If I had a job that started at four o'clock in the morning, I could only not show up because I was drunk so many times before I lost my job. I didn't get to just keep going. And, oh, well, I guess I'll just take another class next semester and then whatever happens, happens, you know? So like that's, that's not how it works. And the different <coughs> standard, just because of the difference of venue, I think is ridiculous, you know, oh, yeah. because the argument certainly today is that, you know, there's so college kid has so much work they have to do you know this this many hours of course load this many hours of take-home homework this much uh, stuff and then you know you have to have a job because you can't afford to live in college with just your whatever so uh, so if i'm working 50 hours a week why am i held to a completely different standard from someone who i'm told is doing the exact same thing that i'm doing for less money because they're fucking stupid Wh why why 
because I didn't want to go to school. That's dumb, mm-hmm. you know? And I know this an extreme case, but, like, you, you can't rape somebody when you're 19 years old and you have a regular job and expect the school board to only do what they're going to do, you know? Expect to maybe only do fucking six months in prison or whatever what fucking Brock Turner did. Like, yeah. that. you know what I'm saying? That type of shit doesn't happen when you're an actual adult on the street Living just a normal life, not even a nefarious life, a regular life. And that's the problem, I think. And now we have a generation that are getting out of there, and now they're in the real world. And they're like, let us lead it. We know so much. Like, they, like we were in college this whole time. Now let us, like, we know about Marxism, communism. Where you can, you can riot for 40 days in Portland, and yeah. when you get arrested, your roommate will shit on the person who's posting your mugshot on the internet for what you did, saying they're lying like a bitch, Right. That's what will happen because you've gone to school and you know so much better. You know so yeah. much more. This is the way to be. This is how I need to live. But then when I do get arrested and someone who's an actual legitimate fucking blue checkmark reporter on Twitter posts my face and my crime on Twitter, I am just – he's doxing me. He's doxing me by putting my personal information on Twitter. This public thing that he found on a publicly held website, he's doxing me. And I want all of my friends and everyone I know to report him and get him taken the fuck down. It's not how – I, I can't do that. not how any I, of this I can't works. even spread my own fucking message of personal liberty and yeah, freedom seriously. because it's racist and it's against the system. That's ridiculous. That's the woke culture. Somebody right who's my age graduated the same year as me. I can't yeah. believe that. The same year as me. Oh. No, that's has someone, their friend, riding in Portland. Can't believe that someone might post something, a picture of them that's held on a publicly held forum on the internet. How fucking blasphemous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even advocate for my black friend to openly or conceal carry a firearm without acting like I'm inciting some side of some sort of potential fucking violence. <laughs> That's ludicrous to me. We we have a friend saw today, the friend we talked about earlier. Voting for Donald Trump is an act of violence, violence. against LGBT. An act of violence. violence. Now we're fucking oh, with words. Are you now we're fucking, fucking kidding me? That, that's the problem. That's Amen. not an act of violence. An act of this violence is, is an act of violence. Not, like. not only justifies your own acts <laughs> of self-defense, right? Of soliciting violence because someone's committed against you. It absolves you of any responsibility and it, legally, socially, anything. Because they did something violent to me. Mm-hmm. It justifies everything. <clears throat> it's beyond ludicrous and if you even say you're misusing this word you're a liar you're you're not down with the cause you're against the fucking power right now you're not down you don't love black people you're racist and that's i, I can't even believe it i can't it's, believe it's the it. woke culture the man bastardization of the english language yeah. dog mm-hmm. yeah it's Black people are literally being hunted by police in the streets every day. Literally, that is what's happening, Colin. Literally. Except li- it's not. I like That's another bastardization of a word, is literally. Literally. In the woke, literally. woke culture, literally Racist. means, I mean, I Violence. suppose. Black like, people oh, are literally lesser happen. human beings, treated as lesser human beings than white people in this country. Oh, literally. literally. Every single one. I just, it's, it's. Patently fucking ludicrous. Yeah. And for some reason, 
that message is more socially acceptable than one that we have tried to propagate since the beginning of this, that we support equality for all people, regardless of race, color, creed, ethnicity, or religion. doesn't matter. We don't give a fuck. But that's not good enough. Right? One more thing. We're going to talk about cancel culture now, essentially. Oh, we're fucking in it, dog. We're in it. (laughs) So talk to John about cancel culture real quick while I pee. And then... Because there was a, I, I've had more conversations with the homie that hit us up on Twitter. I've had more conversations with him, and yeah. I would like to go over a couple of those with you guys, yes. especially John being here because he's not clued into those at all. So it's like a fresh yeah. take. Which article? Which article were you talking eyes, about? The one that, um, damn it, which one we were talking about? Fuck, I can't remember right now. Was it when we were working out the other day? Yeah. Oh, and Tim Pool, that's, he has that pulled up. It's this Twitter feed that someone ran through like a list of things that are being called racist, you know? Yeah. And it was fucking like, like camping was one of the things. Oh, and, no, no. It was the one that, uh, why, uh, Black people don't like to go to parks as much and stuff. There's an yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, parks. it was on, start here that was on one of the podcasts i was listening to and they were talking about yeah the racial disparities of camping in national parks and how there is a stigma that black people face when they're camping that will wire black people in the woods you know and that this reporter said that he asked one of his black friends let me know if you listen to this episode of start here when they're talking about the racial disparities of camping Racial camping. disparities of camping, I and did. so it so was the, a little much. I the reporter I get myself that to do he, it. he's like, so I decided to ask, you know, someone that I knew, and they said, well, I don't go camping because when black people go into the woods, they don't come out, what? and that's why black people don't like to go camping is because they are all afraid that they'll be murdered if they go into the woods because historically that's what happens, right? So, so as to fight this as a white person, do your job. If you're camping at a campsite and the person next to you is black, do not ask them what brings them to the woods. Do not ask them why they are there. Do not don't be neighborly. Question them in any way. Don't be nice. As Don't to be why neighborly. they are camping. Because you're going to make them uncomfortable because they're already likely the only black people in that campsite. And you're going to make them feel even more uncomfortable and even more unwelcome if you say, what brings you here? To a national park. Even if don't you have too many burgers and you have to share them, don't you dance? Don't ask. <laughs> because it's going to make them uncomfortable. That is the most... Insane thing I've ever yep. heard. Am I like am I am I to believe that every black person in this country is so sensitive? That's a, that's that a I racist can't thing. even ask them. That's racist. Why? Let me, like, let me phrase it where like are this, you right? From? I like what the fuck? Why? And I don't think that's a ludicrous like interpretation for me to have. That I, no, I can't even Absolutely ask a, another person. At the end of the day. They're fucking just people, right? I can't ask another person if we're in a national park, which bring people from all over the globe, like not just the country, but the globe. I can't ask what brings you here because you might be actually from fucking Africa. You might have come to America from Africa to camp because you're like, dog, I want to go to Yellowstone so bad. I've been seeing pictures of it my whole life, and I want to go to Yellowstone. And you decide to bring your family to Yellowstone. I shouldn't Ooh. ask because you because it might be fucking offensive to you. So that seems ludicrous to me. Technically, then, by the laws of intersectionality, that means like Discovery Channel, Travel tra- Travel Channel, Net Geo, they all need to be canceled because they're racist. Yeah, that's that's 
If you carry that logic all the way out, and that's where it stops. Because you're telling me that I can't go interact with another human being in the middle of the woods because it might be racist. I've seen two other people that I know personally, one very personally, one just personally, that have spoken openly on the internet of their people of color, right? And I don't, I hate it because I don't even want to boil it down to this is why this matters because they're people of color, right? Well, if you're going to talk to them. But that's all that matters, especially right now, right? If you're going to talk to the intersectional crowd, if you have any hope of reaching somebody that has been taken by the far left, you have to try to speak their language in some form. One person I know very intimately, one person that I just know, right? That have spoken openly of their discontent with how far the woke and cancel culture has gone, right? Oh, yeah. To the effect of one specifically speaking about Aunt Jemima, right? Hmm. Fuck it. My Uncle Del Brico. My Uncle Del Brico, right? Enormous black man. Pretty sure he's from fucking Alabama, right? They cancel Aunt Jemima and he's like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> he's like, just, f- it's fucking maple syrup. Just give me my maple syrup. Like, it's not. He's like, this is... His daughter, my cousin Malaya, she is... I think she's 16 years old, right? I had the most wonderful conversation with her last week, Colin. You would be so thrilled. During 4th of July? Yes. Yes. I figured. Right? About... I don't remember exactly... Oh, it was... She posted something about, you know, Second Amendment advocates not coming out in support of, like, Brianna Taylor. Right? Or conservatives not coming out in support of Brianna Taylor. And so, I said... So, just for reference, she's half black, she's half Latino. My Aunt Kara's Latino and white, she's half and half. And then her her dad is my Uncle Del Brico. And so, she's... Kind of like we don't care because they're just family and friends. But, but again, just to quantify it, right? Um, And she started, like... I don't want to like misclaim, but like, you know, uh, uh, like a, f- a black teen group in her school, right? That they met all the time. I don't, I don't know what it's called. So I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Malaya, but, um, and she's been at the protest consistently in Eugene, consistently out there, you know, for absolute positive peace. She's 16, you know, so positive, peaceful protest. I've seen videos. Her dad was there. Her mom was there. They are only peaceful people, very second amendment, oh, yeah. super, they're my family, you know, so totally reasonable. It's and, Eugene. Uh, That's- they, Yes. Right. And so, gun toting, granola and crunching. So, that's, that's the way so we're going to cut the people down there. Yeah. So, I sent her yeah. a message and I was like, hey, like, I don't know. Because what she posted was like someone's tweet, you know, that was like turned into a meme. And so, I was like, I don't know, like, like where, what you're listening to or what this person's listening to. But like, of all of the conservative people that I listen to, uh, all of them have come out in support of mm-hmm. Brianna Taylor and, you know, against no knock raids, like all these things. I was like, so I don't know like where they're getting this and blah, blah, blah. And so we talked for a while and ended up like breaking down that she was referring more to individuals, like people, like regular citizens that are gun toting second amendment citizens that are quiet in a specifically on Brianna Taylor, because it's like part of this whole deal, you know? And that and she says she's experienced that herself personally. So I cannot discount her personal experience of people she knows that are in favor of the Second Amendment that for whatever reason, you know, will not or haven't spoke out strongly enough against the killing of Brandon Taylor. Right. Everyone has their own choice. And uh-huh. it's so I 
Although it's that's, important to note that silence doesn't necessarily mean No, and that's not what she's saying. That's yeah. not what she's saying. This Because that's a whole separate conversation that her and I did not get into, right? 100%. And that's what she's saying was not from a point of, like, mm-hmm. you motherfuckers need to speak up. But she was saying very much that they were providing inconsistencies in the things that they were saying, yeah. right? And, and that's, that is, that's tough. And, that's, and I said to her, I said, there is... I I cannot deny that. So because I've been so selective with the people that I have spoken to about all of these things, you know, but just know that like this community is is in support of this, you know, like these things are not going unnoticed. Like it maybe doesn't get the continued coverage that it deserves because other things happen. And I, I can speak personally from hosting a show. It's really hard to focus on one thing for too long, even if it's extremely important. Oh yeah. You know, because um, there's something new tomorrow. Right. Or right. later that night. And she was just a hundred percent in a grill. You know, it, yeah. it was awesome. It was just, it was great for her to be, to have these so strong and passionate views and still be so understanding of it's the same thing we experienced with Shelby, you know, having very strong, firmly held views, but being so accepting of the other views around them. That is. So when we go to Oregon next May, we'll bring the laptop. We'll swing by Eugene yeah. on the way down. It's going, it's going largely unseen on social media, you know? Yeah. So, so that's, that's who his daughter is. You know, and he's still, he's like fucking Aunt Jemima, you know, yeah. fucking Aunt Jemima. Cause that was the whole point of this whole thing that it's someone who is, whose family in himself is that ingratiated in what's going on right now, you know, is still like, this is going too far now. You know, this, it's, it's too much. This is not what we're upset about, you know? Yeah. And my other friend who was upset about there, that was her exact point was this is taking away from the message. This is not what anyone is talking about, you know? And all of this symbolic bullshit that people are doing, companies, cities, you know? Yes, cities, mayors, all this stuff. It's, it's just symbolic. These, what's that? Lady A. Lady A, yeah. Lady Antebellum. Oh my God. It's now Lady A. Uh, but they're right. in a legal battle fighting yes. a woman, an artist, a black female artist. Yeah, he's been using that for how many years? Who is already established as yep. ADA, and they're in a court battle for the name. Yeah. Crazy. It's funny oh how God. intersectionalism leads to racism, isn't it? Isn't the it Dixie weird? Chicks are no longer the Dixie just Chicks. Just the Chicks. Yes. They're just the <laughs> chicks, chicks. Which seems awful sexist to me, but that's just me. Yeah, you uh, know. So, anyway. <laughs> well, so, women are not as high as you know, marginalized people of colors. It's only one intersectional point, right? Yes. So, so, so my Ours. point, even though these are just two people that I know, right? They're two people that are deeply down for the cause of what's going on right now. They are, my uncle's not super consistent on social media, but he, I obviously know where he stands. And my other friend who was speaking out against all these different things, this list of things on Twitter, right? Say that Pancake Surface, part 11 of things that right. are racist. So she, she is down with the cause, consistent with what she's doing, right? Still, this is taking away from what we're talking about. Like, this is not what yep. we're talking about. No one gives a shit about Lady fucking A or of a sorry to put my hand in your face or you know <laughs> fucking camping or national parks or fucking any of this other nonsense that's being yeah, roped mean. into this like overreaching cause of intersectional systemic oh, yeah. racism like and I we've talked about a thousand times I'm not saying that doesn't exist in some facets yeah but to to 
to extend into fucking maple syrup. Just know seeing that. To magic, magic yeah. the gathering. Magic the know? gathering. To magic the gathering. Seems magic the gathering. What's wrong with magic the gathering? Big white box over there. There are. There's racist cards, bro. So have you ever played magic the gathering before? Racist now. You ever played it before? Yes. Uh, yeah. So there's like white and black magic, you know. Uh-huh. So because some oh. of those cards affect black. Black creatures and white yeah. creatures. Okay. Oh man, so it's racist. What about the Power Rangers, dude? So, yo, 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 don't, don't bring up the Power Rangers. Don't, don't, don't cancel the Power Rangers. I love Rangers. the Power Rangers, Don. Don't even <laughs> talk about me. So, to, okay, so that very. I don't know. Maybe a, a couple weeks ago, I had my wife Carolina start listening to the book 1984. Oh uh, man, and I What's said, that? "Wow, what? What?" 1984 by George I Orwell. Have a copy. You have to read it. It's okay. only like this big. It will it's, not take you long. It's gonna kind of ruin your life. It'll make you cry. Yeah. Back to the failing American education system. Yeah. Word. Amen. Dude, I grew up in New Mexico. 1984 <laughs> is a classic novel of a dystopian society in which mm-hmm. government controls every facet of your life, down to the job that you have, the oh, communications, communism. the yeah. news. No. Yes. That was a, George Orwell. Well, yeah, uh, communism yep. followed through by a hundred years. Yes. Is, oh, is what this book is. Boy, how does it turn out? Horrible. Horrible. Not, of course it does. Not well. But... Death. There's a, there's Murder a, of millions of people is exactly yes. how it turns out. Yeah. yeah. Every I mean, there's every perpetual wars that may or may not that's, actually exist. That's my problem History about... History rewritten uh, over and yeah, over and over yeah, again. When I, when I argue with all of my communist friends and stuff, like, I hate how they're like, oh, it just wasn't done right before. Oh, and it's like, yeah. no, no, it's so always, it always no. ends. Like, you can't pretend that communism has killed millions of people. Right. Yeah. You can't pretend it's killed millions of people in Venezuela, Russia, and stuff. And I feel like the reason why, like, the difference between communism and the reason why communism, people don't like hate it as much as Nazism is because no- when communism you kill your own people, Nazis you're killing other people. Or like yeah, it's the same kind yeah. of idea. It's like, but the- <laughs> it's the government rules all both of that. structures of power and control. Yeah, yeah, you can never the people. You can't control like people mm-hmm. can like get power hungry. You can't trust people. All the time. That's the main thing. Like in government, now, communism you got to understand runs off of the back of fascism right. because mm-hmm. the the fascist entity even the most idealistic landscape communist landscape utopia the the state at that point is now the dictator he's just a benevolent dictator. socialism yeah. is fascism right. through a different name only yes That's it's through absolutely a, the different system name itself and at yeah, that point the absolutely. system of government right. is fascistic as opposed to one individual yes so actually on that note though if we did live in a communism communist world, this mm-hmm. is a question I've been asking people. What would job like? No matter what your job, if you got to have your dream job and made the exact am- amount of money as everyone else did, like in a oh, communist word. world, what would your job be? Oh if yeah, you would make so as like, much money as a doctor. No matter what your yeah. job would be, as long as you're doing it good, what would your job be? Oh, like if God. I could do anything, or like, what do I think? If I, I wanted be to be a janitor because I like being a janitor, I'll be being a janitor making like twenty six dollars. Oh, ooh. Can, can um, I say good push pilot? Bush pilot. Bush pilot. Let's bush pilot. Like small planes. A, a small planes that run. Yeah. Runs. They run people and cargo yeah. through through areas that not normal like cargo planes can fly in. Yeah. If like money wasn't a thing, what would yeah. be your like your dream I'd job? Be, do that, right? I'd be. I'd be. I'd be flying planes but, through some crazy really? ass canyons yeah. and shit. But it's in a, But it's in a communist society, right? Work. Like that's what we in the utopia well, in in the idea that communism oh. actually worked. Like, oh, that's oh. Like, 
communism. Oh, yeah. Let's okay. say it did work out. If you could have your dream job so, like, because money wasn't a yeah. factor. Oh, I would, yeah. I would the the idea of communism, like people that say that, oh, I know good yeah, people yeah. that are communists and stuff, like their idea of, they, like in their head, in their heart, they think that they're doing the right thing. A lot of people follow yeah. that, that, in my opinion, bullshit. So in let thinking me, that it's just, so, and let's well, pretend that it did work and we did become that bullshit. utopia. It's not bullshit, first of all. It's not morally to assume that you want communism, to assume that you want everybody to be equal, isn't necessarily immoral off the bat. It's only immoral once you look at how you get to the, the ends of it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and that actually it would not happen because, because of the human the, error. The true meaning of America, essentially, at that point, would kind of fit some of those, like the people that want communism. You know this. If we didn't have the system of government that we currently do that interferes in our lives as much as they do, uh, yeah. like a communist in 2020 would probably be pretty happy because they could kind of just do whatever they fucking wanted to. It starts out nice, right? Yeah. It starts out nice. Communism and like socialism starts out nice, but it never ends nice. That's, That's true. The thing. It always so, ends up. I got I to gotta run real quick. I'll be right back. That's fine. So let me run you through my thought process when you asked me that. Um, because <clears throat> it took me a minute because I, at first I was thinking of in a communist society, right? So my yeah. first answer was, was a radio host. I'd say like utopia. Right, like utopia right. Communist. Well, so this, like this is only, out and everything worked out the only reason I say this is because I think it's funny, right? Because ultimately the answer to your question is a radio host. If I could do anything, I would want to be a radio host. Nice. Right? And that was my initial answer. But then I, first I was thinking you meant in a communist society. And so I'm like, oh, well, I want to be a radio host. I'm like, no. And then you'd because, be like, then, because I yeah. don't want to be a radio host who has to slide every propaganda, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm like, okay, so not that. that. So well, so maybe I'd want to be a teacher, right? I'm like, well, then I have to teach something specific that like I'm not then pushing propaganda. I'm like, well, so maybe writing. I'm like, no, because then what I can have people write about is limited, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, like I I don't know. What do I want to do in a place where I don't? have free expression because that's like yeah that's what communism is communism exactly. lived out to its ex- to its truest extent in the world is that where you you can maybe choose the job that you want and do whatever you want but it's not going to be interesting how you want it wow. you know that i i could in a in a pure beautiful communist society i might be able to pick to be a radio host but i can't be a radio host for the reason that i want to be a radio host i can't do it because i want yeah. to express free speech and inspire other people to express free speech and to you know just yeah, be honest exactly. and have a good life like yeah. i can't you can never I can't, actually do that in that society i can't be a teacher because i want to teach the youth to think independently. And You're going to be being a teacher because what the government is going to tell you. Exactly. To exactly. I have in to, the government's, the, even, whatever the government wants you to, the yeah. narrative they want you to spend, you're going to do that. Even and in that's an what art, we see. Even in an art, countries. like painting or writing, you know, you could yeah. write something in which they say, you are not mm-hmm. allowed to say that. And they, they take can restrict it. movies. They can restrict yep. ways of your expression. They painting. can restrict, restrict yeah. the way you think. You know? Ai Weiwei is a, is a Chinese dissident painter. He's a painter. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, are, he has to hide. He's hiding around the globe. Yeah, because for painting. He, he's painting things that Imagine the that. government doesn't approve of. Like that's, there was someone in Hong Kong who was arrested for putting a flag on the ground that said Hong Kong independence. You know, because yeah. they just passed that new law of, of like, 
of national security laws that are now crimes in Hong Kong that you can be tried in Beijing for, you know, for saying things against Beijing in Hong Kong. They, there's all this whole list of things that they no longer have in Hong Kong. It's supposed to be a completely autonomous zone from China. So for simply displaying a flag on the ground that said Hong Kong independence, he was arrested. Yeah. That's, was, uh... Didn't even have it in his hand is on the ground in front of him and he was arrested. Yeah, that's that's the that's the reality of it, and that is how that plays out. Yeah, <clears throat> and people, you know, fail to recognize that. I think, and in their minds, I, I feel like in their hearts, they have the right idea, but it's just not going to work. Yeah, and and then in my head, like I we could pretend like in my mind, I feel like in a La La Land where that did work out. Like, imagine if it did work out, where it did work out positively, the, right. the like, likeliness of that, and like that one Black Mirror's episode where communists like it worked. Oh <laughs> yeah, but it actually wouldn't. It will never because human common error. Like people with too much power, you know, abuse it at some point. Right, and um, yeah, that's why that will never happen. But if it, it did, like, what would be your job? Uh, like what if like money wasn't really mattered what job would you be Radio what job host. would you be what job would you have we're asking my wife Jordan just so everyone on yeah. the I'm podcast knows okay thank you hey just I don't know where he went. I'm not sure dun, 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 dun. So I wouldn't be happy in a communist society it wouldn't well, what so it, this is not, utopia what, yeah this, this is, is utopia, utopia. let's just pretend let's pretend that yeah. like money wasn't of a thing yeah this is utopia. You gotta be. This you gotta have whatever job you want for a like a good wage. This is actual perfect society. You can yeah, do perfect society. Want. You can do whatever you want, and you are gonna make the amount of money that you need to to like sustain yourself and your family. There's just enough people in the world. You can do whatever you want. You're gonna be making twenty six dollars an hour, no matter what. Let me just put it that way. That's a good pay. That's a good. That's good money. I'd be happy twenty six for an hour. I'd do anything else. I would sweep the parking lot for twenty six. Oh fuck an hour. yeah. This is, so I'm going to share my first thoughts. I understand this is not the point of the question, but this is my first Go ahead. Hit us. Because what I like to do, like we were talking about, like, I love marketing. Marketing. You know, I Interesting. love marketing. I want to make something that someone is passionate about grow so other people can experience it so they can oh. share that. You, like we were talking, I was like, you should be an internet famous dad. Because you're, like Colin said, you're a fun guy. You've got good energy. You've got a beautiful wife and these girls. You have chickens. We could make you an internet famous dad, like into next week. Yeah. <laughs> the only way that I know I'm successful at that is if you're making a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, like, so it's definitely an art. That's I'm an like, art. So that's like a huge motivator for me. Like with baking, like yeah. I'm like, I could bake, but like I do that now where I'm like, I'm not asking people for a ton of money. Like it could be like, I can make whatever money I want baking. So that's like, that's not a motivator for me, but like a thing where I could do like whatever I wanted. I'm like, that's only marked for me by if other people are making lots of money. <laughs> so, like, when you're asking me that question, I'm like, like, my brain's going, error. Like, that's that's, not, it's a weird question, that's isn't it? That's a real question, Isn't that John? a weird question? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like, error. Works. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess if I had to answer, I would, I would bake. If I could You'd be a baker? Make whatever, you know. Like, you would work at the um, the place in Polesville, the baking place? Slice. Slice. If you were to make $26 an hour at Slice, would you do that for whatever, a career? you know, I'm like... Just want to make beautiful cakes all day. Like, yeah. Beautiful cakes and cupcakes. You and know how cool that would be, though? Like, imagine in a perfect world where that could be possible. Like, I can build furniture and make $26 an hour. Not a fan. Regardless, you know. no. It would never, it <laughs> no, would, it would never, it would never work. It would never work. 
because it I just won't. It's not realistic. That could be my fucking American brainwashed. No, you know? but yeah. I'm like that's. I mean, yes, you're successful if you're happy. I'm a stay. If I play Black Mirrors, that's it'd be cool. Dollars, yeah, and I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Absolutely, staying home with my son, Same. supporting my yeah. husband who supports our family. Yeah, like, I'm right there with you. I'm a stay at home dad, and this is the most proud that. job I've ever had. And that's gone from the military, right. carpenter, and all kinds of jobs. And being a stay at home dad is honestly the most like. It's difficult in its own way, but it's definitely the most pride job. Like, like the most job I feel the most pride in. Like, I feel like I'm actually making the most difference being a dad because I am putting in my energy, okay. time, and effort into the into my two wonderful daughters. And you feel the same way. And it is an important job. And parents need to think I of it think like I that way. I used the perfect word earlier. It's daunting. It is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. Is when your kid turns out awesome. You're like, yeah. That's my new thing lately. Is when I have the success, I make sure I call with my mom and I share that with her. Because I'm like, my success should be your success. Absolutely. You, me, you have the heaviest influence on me in my life. So, like, I feel like that's something I should share with you. you yeah. Know? Every time they do that one good habit, every time they learn that new one thing, it's just, it's like the biggest one. There's no satisfying thing, I think, than that, than being like a parent. Like, every yeah, time the girls, totally. like, pick up something new, I'm like, oh, oh my God, she so, put her shoes away. That's, and I'll be like, sit hey, down and take your shoes off and put them away. Yeah, they're like, and they do it, and they're like, yes, I'm a genius. <laughs> Yeah. I'm the best parent because yeah. you're the smartest kid. Boom. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's another reason it's hard to answer that question of like the utopian societies because like I feel like, and this fucking womanizer, what am I trying to think? Feminist women everywhere are going to hate this. But I feel like what Donovan and I have built with our more traditional relationship allows me the opportunity to appreciate something that I don't make money for. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I have to work harder to find balance in my life because my relationship requires exactly that mm -hmm. balance. He brings the money home. I have to take care of the house. He can't have a good house. Excuse me. He can't have an, an, an order house without me. And I can't take care of his house without me. And that's the nuclear family life. Say. Yeah. That's so the nuclear family. Like that's not how that works. Blah, blah, blah. But no, I think that so and like, I feel like I'm like the reverse on I'm the, I'm on the other end of that. Because I'm like yeah. But then like, how do you know how hard you have to work for something? Well, and absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I don't feel like like you said, you guys are like the you and Olivia are like the reverse of that. But I don't feel like you get anything less or the girls get anything less out of it just because the yeah. roles are reversed. You know, yeah. like there's nothing absolutely nothing missed with being a stay-at-home dad or having a stay-at-home dad as opposed to having a stay-at-home mom. The and only difference is that my wife is naturally a little bit nurturing. Like, the girls do feel a little bit right. nurturing. Like, right. my, my yeah. wife can calm down the girls there better than some, I do. Yeah. Like, at night, if the girls are wake up in the night and they're crying and I walk in there, they're going to be like, ah, it's party time. Boom. They see mom, they're like, okay. Yeah. They're like, out. Exactly. They see daddy, it's party right. time. They see mommy, it's like, oh, there's mom. They go to mommy for comfort. They go to daddy when they want to go, you know, get muddy and chase chickens in the front right, yard. Right, right. Yeah, there, there, I, I would agree with that. There yeah. are definitely, and that, that's something that would make the feminist mad. There are some things yeah. that I think that, that you, yeah, yeah, you're you, better at that, believe it or not. And it's yeah. not, we, we, and I accept last that. That's something Dax as a man I accept. Last like, night, we left Dax at Donovan's mom's house. We were both there. We both said bye to him. Last night, he's in the tub. He's realizing that we're not there. He's crying for his mom. Yeah. No offense to Donovan. No. No fucking offense to Donovan. Yeah, it's he not a favorite thing. It's a mom thing. Yeah. And then he wants his dad. He wants yeah. to know his mom's there, and then he wants Absolutely. his dad's there. Absolutely. That's how it is. It's, that's how it goes. I'm and calling we now. Just, we'll back, um, thanks for Where's Carolina's phone? Um, hey, bud. Round, round, no? I okay. don't see it. I'm not sure. 
Just have a little sip. I'll be right back. Okay. I don't know. He's bringing snacks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were talking. I think Olivia and I were talking about this. Like, I think we were like all talking about it, but just how clearly, like, some of those gender things will show themselves so early. You know, just yeah. like the yeah. different things that like the, and, uh, the yeah. Jacks and the girls are doing. You know, and it's and not because it's not because we are pushing either or no. any all any of the three of them in any of those directions because just anyone listening John and his wife Livia cro- live across the street and they have two twin girls that are yeah. six months or so old in the Dax yeah exactly um, yeah. so that's part it's of how we started spending so much time together but um, and so it's not like you know we we essentially raised them all together now you know we spend so much time together so we don't push them in any different directions yeah. they all three do everything and that's together something that we've um, all talked about is yeah. that, like that's something that we make sure we do in the house is like there aren't Dad does this and mom does this, except for the litter box. Fuck cleaning the litter box. That is dad's job. But yeah, taking out that, the trash and I stuff can like do that. Just... He can do. I take out the trash. Yeah. I don't mow the yard because he's got a weird thing about mowing the yard. That's same, his thing. Because yeah. I'm home all day with the kid. He's like, I My wife tries to mow the yard. yard and I prevent her from doing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's my thing. Yeah. I'm wholly capable of. Like, Absolutely. So, I like even yesterday when you're like, Oh, I'm sorry I didn't help you carry that. And I'm like, Fuck that. Be proud of me. I'm amazing. And that's the cool thing as a stay at home dad that I can instinct it to my daughters. Like, as a stay at home dad, like, you see mom working and I'm staying home home dad right like yeah. as a stay home dad that's something that they get to see like hey right. my mom's the one that went to fucking work no nope, daddy has to do the dishes real quick and yeah. then we can do that yeah. and i'm cool with that you right. know I, it's not like i'm like i'm taking a side seat or anything my wife and i are working together on this mission yeah. i feel like a lot of dudes like kind of go like giggle at me when i'm like when i tell them i'm a stay home dad like huh? and i'm like no i don't think cool. there was a moment um Maybe like two solid, and not that I don't still kind of feel this way now, but there was a solid like maybe two or three weeks where I was like really, really, really overworking. I didn't want to have a job anymore. I was like, I would, I would rather like the petty way. No, I, but I just, I I was upset that I was like so much stuff was happening with Dax. He was just, he was like starting to walk and just learning so quickly, you know, at that time. And I was like, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't like missing this time i don't like having to do all this i don't like you not being able to do this i don't like um and i do like said it's not that i don't feel that way now if i had the opportunity i would love if we could both stay home with dax or if i could stay home with dax if there's it just doesn't yeah work out that way fiscally right now which is no one's fault that's just the reality of the situation and um but because of this virus though you got to stay at home more though mm-hmm. right yeah. same thing with my wife now she, my wife works from home so now like for the COVID, this was a this was a good this was good for us because my wife was still right. able to work and she's able to work from home now. So she's downstairs in the um, murder garage, um, working murder down garage, there. She has her whole office, office set up there. Farm. Heck yeah, yeah. We raise chicks in the garage wow. and we work out in the garage and my wife gets her job done in the garage and it's great. John just so. had a great segue. We're going to talk about his life during COVID. And then Do it! And then we're yeah. going to be done with the show. Sweet. Thank you. Because we're fucking banging out here. But sorry I missed out. We have you're a good, bro. <clears throat> no, you're good. So. That's fine. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, John was talking about um, his slash our experience during COVID because we've spent so much time together. Um, yeah. We were talking about, like, raising kids and stuff like that. And um, so, you were talking about that Olivia's had more time at home during COVID because she's been working from home. Yeah. So, has she, from your perspective, has she enjoyed that uh, extra time at home? Absolutely. So, uh, for, like... 
every couple and every relationship's different. For some, for some people, like it's hard. Like a lot of people don't like 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 their time alone. There's times I wish I miss being going to work and being a carpenter and going to work and having like me time and having like my work time. That's mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And like and every human feels the same way. Human. That's a natural instinct is to feel purpose, like feel service. All right. That's just a normal thing. Right. But like now as a dad, I feel I feel good i feel i have that same feeling like being a stay-at-home dad like nurturing like kids and stuff it's just as fulfilling it's just as fulfilling so yeah there's that and my wife she's working from home and like it just it's really nice because yeah she can't work at her office she can still do her she's an accountant so she's working from home and it's it's awesome we get to spend like i can go downstairs and check on her she can come up have a snack and see the girls and it just we feel like a family and Fortunately, it's been working out great for us. Is she working out at the murder gym? She does sometimes. Nice. Yeah, she's been that, kicking ass. Yeah, get some separation and stuff like that. Yeah. I, was like, I did that work from home stuff for a little while. And it is nice to be able to actually cut yourself off from your your home life because you do need to work for a little while. Yeah. it's But the aspect that you're still there yeah. is so, – I mean, it's – I, I want to like throw kind of a percentage of importance into it, but like it is so important to your mental health that you are like at your home compared to being at your office. Yeah. Yep. Even though you're doing the exact same work, if, if you're one of those people who's lucky enough to do that, like Olivia is probably pretty close to being able to do everything she normally does mm-hmm. from home, right? And it's it's really nice because you are home. You can stop and have lunch. With your family. Yeah. You know, you can have coffee and breakfast in the morning with your family. I mean, you can actually be there at home, but still make a living. Yeah. And, you're, I'm, and that's one of the positives, hours, I think, of all of this. There's, a, so there's nice. a lot of people that are in the same situation as like they're working yeah. home. And a lot of people are not going to want to go back. Because yeah. we have proven that we can do this. Unless you have kids, unless you have like older kids right. and you're working yeah. at home and they're, they're home. And then and we've the seen the negatives of that ourselves yeah. in our neighborhood. Yes. The schooling yeah. is a big problem. I've, yes. I've heard the commentary guys. Um, I listen to this podcast called Commentary Magazine Podcast hmm. um, run by Jod Ponhorance. And yeah, basically, I think his father started it back in the day. But it's a conservative, it's a Jewish conservative magazine, you know, about you mean the Daily Wire? stuff. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, they're basically, it's like, think that, but Gen Xers running it and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, they talk about that a lot. Uh, one of the, the people on the podcast is very, very particular about talking about what, what is it exactly? Like, what do you do as a parent that, let's say you can go back to work, but your kids are still out of school. Right. If they're not yeah, in that's school, a problem, man. you still have to take care of your kids at some point. Yeah. That's a... It's a facet of life. I think a lot of people have forgotten. Daycare and babysitters aren't is not cheap. And I hate to give, you know, Elizabeth Warren the slam dunk on that, but what she was talking about with her book, The Two Parent Trap, is I mean The Two Parent Trap. That's interesting. Or yeah, the two parent trap is it's about two Having to have or two, two income trap, yeah. the two income trap. Having sorry. to have two incomes in your house to support your lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. Sorry about that's... two income trap. My yeah, bad. It's sorry, definitely Elizabeth. Team effort, dude. <laughs> but yeah, that's because that is. She was on to something there. That's a that is a absolutely social reality. And what do you do if your kids, if all of a sudden now they have to be home, but right. you can't be home? And so I'm I'm really glad to see a lot of stories actually coming out of the COVID where people can. Stay at home and work, and it's like 
I don't want to say not all families are as fortunate as you guys to have a yeah. person staying at home all the time, but Absolutely. like, you know, there's two families out of three here that obviously are, and I don't have kids, so I, I don't have a dog in this right. fight, but <clears throat> it's nice to see a lot of people like that making it work somehow. Yeah. Has it, has it thrown off your, when she started staying at home, did it throw off your schedule at all with the way that you operate at home? Kind of. Yeah. So like w- my wife and I. <laughs> yeah. I know it did with me and Jordan. So. <laughs> so I think it does to everybody. My wife and I are weird. We like doing chores. That's the, we, the weirdest that we fight over doing shit in our house. Like strangely. Busy. It's weird. Like, like, Hey, I got the chores. Like I got dinner. Like, Hey, I get to mow the lawn. And like we we go head to head with that kind of stuff, and that's like that's about it. Like I so when my wife wasn't there, I would wake up in the morning, I'd take out the girls, I'd do the laundry, I'd prep their breakfast, I'd do A B C D E F G. What time are you getting up? Five a.m. Sometimes like five a.m. like six a.m. so I can get up and go work out, get my stuff done, and then make my breakfast, get the girls' breakfast ready. Let Olivia go do her go go to go to work and then you know get the day started, and now that she's here, she likes to do B C D E Q R F for me, and it's just like, what are you doing, woman? Like this is my mission. This is my shit. What like, are you don't doing? Do it. And she's like, no, I want to. And I'm just like, babe, like just do your work. And she's like, you're no. messing and I'm with like, my no. reality. Like, this is this is my this is my mission, and you're taking it from me. And it's nice, and it's it's really cool. That's a silly thing to complain about. So as a stay at home dad. That's essentially you're talking into her kind of cutting into your stay-at-home dad workflow. Yeah, exactly. And so like, cool. you're not necessarily yeah, my numbers are dropping. To, I can't support yeah. these numbers. <laughs> so your productivity not, is lowering yeah, yeah, right. by the day. Yeah. Those but dishes are doing themselves, yeah. and I I, have, I can't. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing that's different. And then um, <clears> hopefully when college opens up again, I'll be able to go back to school and make uh-huh. some GI Bill money. Yeah, that's that's, a, awesome. that's always a thing. Yeah, that's very interesting what you said about you and Olivia competing over the chores because like Jordan and I do it through a very very different standpoint. It's like we fight over doing chores because we don't want the other person to feel like they've done too much. Oh, you yeah. know, so it's not like I want to do more. It's okay. <laughs> what it's like. Don't even do yeah. that because I will come home and she'll be like, well, you've worked all day, so I don't want you to do more stuff. So it's the exact same That's thing as too, me yeah. saying, I've been at work all day and you've been doing home stuff. I don't want you to do more home stuff. That's the exact same thing. These are good arguments. <laughs> the exact <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Especially if we're talking about a UBI in favor of you staying home. They're the exact same <laughs> Go. So, <laughs> so, only as long as it doesn't become like a hidden weapon. We're like, well, I already right. took care of that stuff. It, right. But now, since you are home, Ooh, I, I actually I do more on. I like to guilt trip my wife sometimes. So like, I take out the trash, but she puts the bag back in. You see, and sometimes Word. I'll take it out and I'll come back and be like, babe, and I'll like show her the bag, the empty like. Where's my bag? That's and then she'll really be like funny. sitting there on the TV. She'll like look around like, <gasps> and she'll like sprint to get. We'll both sprint to the drawers to get the bag I'll like tackle her and then she'll punch me in the face and then grab the bag <laughs> put it in before I do she and, would so do I, yeah. can, I can picture that in my mind yeah what you, then she's just, bam right hooks no. her face John's out cold I for try to put her in an arm bar and stuff and we're wrestling for the yeah it's it's pretty intense but that's the that's silly really things funny. that we do and that's that's yeah. those are pretty fun things when I think I that so it's nice not to give it too dark of a spin but I do it for a different reason i think being from like a child of divorce i'm overly cautious of that type of thing developing oh, wow. um yeah. in which she would feel like 
she's doing too much and needs to use that mm-hmm. as a weapon. You know what I'm saying? Not that that's the type of person that she is, but um, just you know, when, when I think you you just you start to take note of how relationships start to break we, down. We, you know? we guilt trip um, each other for stupid things, though. That's like right. No, and I'm I'm fun. certainly not implying that you guys do it out no. of I know, intention to make the other one feel bad. But <laughs> I want an example, <clears throat> like a completely doesn't necessarily have to be real, but uh, on a, an analogy case, so a like, real. Situation. Oh, guilt tripper! Like I'll be like working, and then I'll like I'll be like, "Hey, babe, can I have like cookies? Can you make some cookies?" And I'll come in, like cookies won't be made, and she's like, "I'll make them tonight." I said, "I'll make them tonight," and like, like yeah, I want cookies just... right then and now, like at six p.m., not at eight p.m. And yeah, I'll like come in, like three okay, hours cool. mowing the lawn. My bl- hands aren't blistered from pressure washing. Like it's cool, babe, and I don't have cookies in my hand. Warm cookies, warm, and I'll like it's like silly shit like that. Oh my god! And she's like, "You're such a child," and I'd be like, "I'm bull- a child without cookies." Okay. I'm a child without cookies. <laughs> like that's the kind of shit that like happens. I don't yeah, know. That's I do really that funny. shit to Caroline a lot because her her COVID schedule is pretty fucked up. It's oh no, like she gets home around like between eight and nine most days, and so she's at the office a lot. And so she gets home, and it's generally like the only thing she's doing when she gets home is eating. Trying to watch like a half hour plus of like YouTube videos or a show or something like that, and then going to bed because got to get up at five o'clock the next day and do the same thing all yeah, over again. Rise yeah. and grind. But she, you know, got the four. She's technically on a four ten schedule, but you know, four tens turns to like four twelve, thirteen sometimes, and so like. I'll get home. No, we don't and, play that. And for now, like for me, like my job, my career is my industry. It, is suffering now. Like we've all kind of caught up. We've been working a lot. I think since the April-ish, maybe since the COVID kind of broke out. But we're really, really busy, and now we're not so busy. Mm. And so now I'm coming home earlier, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like yesterday, I went out, I mowed the yard, I took the weed eater, and I was like carving Sought out edge like that the lawn. edge of the lawn because I'm like, I want this shit. I live in a development, baby. I got crisp. I got to be one of those. Now that you fucks. have the time. You know like, what? Your HOA needs to go up. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so I go, okay, all right. So I'm, I'm out there for like three, four hours and it's beautiful out and I'm listening to music. I was listening to fucking uh, Run the Jewels and shit the other day and I was like, I just, I love all that and so by the time she gets home last night, it was an extra late night she got home like 9.15 ish or so and I had make like a fucking, we had just had house sitters because we were over in Chelan so whenever we have a house sitter, we buy a bunch of junk food and shit, put it in the freezer so I had a Stouffer's lasagna in the freezer, I was like, oh sweet I'll come home early I'm not going to fuck with dinner I got a Stouffer's lasagna ready to go and it's like a perfect little four portion I got a Stouffsky ready to transfer to a plate and like just eat it off the plate Yeah. so she gets home and she is fucking exhausted obviously leaves (sighs) at 6.30 and she's home at 9.30 at night what the fuck oh my gosh dude and so, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah I just want to, like, you know, relax for a minute. I'll go play with the dogs for a little while. You know, it's just relax. I was like, oh, yeah, that's no big deal. I'm not, like, totally starving or anything because I haven't been home since 2 o'clock and I haven't mowed the lawn, edged, pulled weeds, taken care of the dogs, blah, blah, blah. I cleaned the entire house. I rearranged furniture. I built this for you, by the way. There it is right there. I changed out this. And she's just like. 
But I, I was like, baby, I'm just joking. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, 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 no. I don't mean to actually add on to that. I was just fucking around. I'll do that with my wife, too. It's it's like, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll push it a little too hard. It's like you do a little too much. You're yeah. like, oh, I took that joke a little too far. Yeah. But it is nice, though, because then you sit back and you. After a while of it going on, you know, it seems weird because they're, you know, maybe in some case, like they're home and working all the time. Mm-hmm. I know that was the case when I was having to work at home in time. You know, the same shit is still happening. You're just yeah. actually in your fucking house at that point. And sometimes yeah. it's, that makes it e- an even worse day than others. And so, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's, it's nice to see. I totally forgot where I'm fucking going with this. God damn it. Nice but to see like uh, from two home. guys with working from being home. such ballers. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's, That's exactly you. where I was going. Because even for people like us without kids, I fuck around with that kind of like be able to like pull one over on the wife, you know, and be like, well, I did uh, this. What have you done today? But if she's out working every day, you know what that's like. I mean, everybody knows what that's like. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. So, but sometimes it's easy to get carried away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, on, the most I do is with my wife. I'll be like, so you want to, like, after I'm done building something? Yeah. Like, you wanna, you know, I think we're all guilty of that. I'm just saying. Because that's going to be like, hey, I built you this chicken so coop, so, uh. So, uh. <laughs> you know, there's no, yeah. that's the only thing I do. So, uh, I don't, you know. Did build a chicken coop. That's the thing I built uh, fences this week. Yeah. Uh, Did you uh, build a fence? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and I bet it was really hot and you were sweating like a, and you were out there just laboring away. What what was the last thing that you built, Colin? I want to talk about it. (laughs) The couch out there, right? The bar, the, 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 the garden boxes outside. Before that was couch. Well, I expect yeah. some yeah. pictures of those. Yeah, right? we oh, are shit. we are at yeah. we are at the time where it is time to be done. So, yeah, I think we need to be with done. that, Colin is going to post pictures of that on his social media. He is at Big Bird Offie on Twitter and Instagram. I I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donner on Instagram. You can also see those pictures. We'll repost them on our Salt of the Streets Instagram at Salt of the Streets. Our Facebook at Salt of the Streets. YouTube at Salt of the Streets for this video, the pre-show video, all our other videos. Salt of the Streets, saltofthestreets.com for all of this information. John is at John Wheelis on Instagram and Facebook. He's going to be tagged in all these things, so you can try and be his friend if you want. <laughs> he is very selective. We are extremely high-caliber people. Exactly. That's all that I have to I say. I feel I have so much privilege right now because I'm... I, I know you. My, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> With that, Colin, after this entire conversation... I would like you to have a kid so that we are all living <laughs> under the, so that we are all living under the same restrictions. I will say that if we bought a 318 18 acre parcel in Chelan County, would you guys all move out, out with me? 1000 we'll, we'll build a giant ship. Right, cool. It's happening.